0: Hello and welcome back to the Arc E podcast. My name is Noah and my name is Gavin. and we are the Blanchard Brothers and we are back after a little, a little teeny tiny break—the only one we've really taken this year—yeah, because we had to properly, you know, prepare, yes, for for Barbenheimer weekend, yes, uh, and we we still have yet to do a proper. Mission Impossible episode mm-hmm. for Dead Rec, So this is going to take the place of that as well. That I think we're going to just broadly title title this summer catch up. Yeah, uh, and we're going to do movies right now. We're going to transition into TV at some point, uh, but you probably won't hear that till next week. So yeah, uh, yeah. Let let's so, just start. I mean, we've had we've had the weekend to reflect.
1: We've had the weekend in a TV show. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, been a been a crazy <laughs> we'll <get to> summer. <laughs> we'll we'll get to or that. As, as next mom week. and dad call the summer that wasn't, the summer
0: that wasn't. Right,
1: because yeah. like they've been working on the deck. The guy just got it done where like we could swim in the pool, and I think dad said he was gonna like hit the guy up as soon as he was done with the deck and be like, okay, now how much for a privacy fence? And just do that now so the next summer and
0: the hot tub.
1: Yeah, of course, Just knock They'd
0: it do. all out.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Five cool. revenue streams, guys. That's what you're looking for. You want to have a solid retirement. Uh, a good pension a for yourself, a that,
0: retirement. That sounds like an interesting concept. Yeah, five, five different revenue <laughs> streams. Who okay, uh, let's not get too lost in that. We saw Oppenheimer.
1: Separately, not together. Not
0: yes, separately.
1: I saw it in seventy-seven millimeter
0: IMAX. Seventy-seven. So you found a whole new format. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, 70 really, millimeter, it really I believe, it, is what you're talking about. 77
1: millimeter. Yeah, dude. You didn't see it in that cut, dude? Nah, it I didn't know movie, such dude. a print existed. Like, uh, apparently, it, I was watching it Like, when you're moment. getting to see
0: so Adams through his eyes, it's, it's like, oh my God. 70 mil
1: IMAX? I don't know what it was. just IMAX. Was, I wasn't going to go see an RPX. I knew that much. I was like, if I'm, I'm going to go see this movie, was, it's going to be an IMAX
0: movie. It was I labeled as IMAX.
1: It, it was the giant and IMAX it, Regal. Because, like, in Columbia, Regal has that an RPX And it was on film. It
0: was not a digital DCP IMAX, like, blown up. Eh? I see. Okay. Anyways. I don't know. Weirdly, Charleston, I don't think, has a single IMAX screen. I thought the... the Well, no, that was the... They the have yeah. some RPX. They have some large format theaters. I'm thinking which, the aquarium uh, would used to. basically be referred to as LIMAX. But yeah. uh, I saw it in just a, a big, big old screen. Mm-hmm. I had to go to North Charleston for this one because my, my theater right by the house was booked out well in advance yeah uh so i made the drive over to north charleston uh it was packed it's the most packed i've seen a movie theater in a long time which was refreshing go to the movies a lot definitely uh you know more packed than dead wreck weekend yeah we'll talk about we'll get to it but uh did you see a lot of barbie there too absolutely yeah and and within the... the oppenheimer screening i saw a lot of People dressed that had either just gone or were about to do the double feature. And did you do Thursday cool. night or Friday night? I did Thursday oh, wow, okay. at 5 for Oppenheimer. So I, first first screening available in our area. See, I uh, did
1: Friday at nine o'clock or 7 o'clock. And they were going to do, I was like, I, I don't know. I don't want to wait for it. Because they were going to do an 11 one. They did one more. They did three. They did one at 11? Yeah, dude. I was like, eh. That lets out at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Jeez. I was like, I don't. You know, because I right. get there and Bex is like, come on. I'm like, Hey, I told you we could come back tomorrow in the afternoon. I do. Some of us get off work at six and have to rush over. Cause she gets off like four or five and yeah, she drove up from Sumter, but still, but yeah, I'm like and I'm getting there and there's just like, there's just 40 year old women in pink, but they're friends. And I'm like, they they might get it, but these children aren't going to get it. Like, I don't think these children are going to the movie that they think they're going to. And I desperately wanted to be in the theater when people figured that out. But I also was happy that I went and sat for three hours with Christopher Nolan, who I feel like, this is my little inside joke, this is his, like, fuck you guys because of Tenet. Like, when Tenet didn't do that well, he said, okay, name me one person, just throw a name out, I'll make a movie about him that's so fucking riveting, you'll be like, yeah, Chris, we, 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 you never lost it, you've always had it. Calm down, dude. You know? Because that's what okay. I feel like this. Have this you way. also,
0: I uh, can't take credit for this one, but have you heard the take that, This the meta version of Oppenheimer is that it's essentially him reckoning with his own guilt over like spawning the superhero genre with Batman Begins. That actually ruining ruining cinema, the the thing that he loves more than anything. Well, it makes it perfect
1: Um, (laughs) if he had the guy who is the face of that deliver like the best performance I've seen him have in like 10 years, you know. So, um, it, it, we'll, yeah, that
0: rates really we'll, well. I could go with that 100%. We'll get to that. Let's put it on pause because you were just talking about it. I I saw it last night, so I don't want to have, like, a big one-sided conversation. Do you have... Are you going to see Bargain? Yeah, I want to. are you excited to? I okay. mean, it's one of those where, like... Or are you more of the mind right now of, like... Well, Everybody else has seen it. I don't, I don't want to be. Is that it, is it that like a little bit of FOMO? Or were you excited to see it to begin with? What was your read on it? I'm just curious. And for both of these, like excitement level for this weekend and the whole marketing hoopla leading up to it. I mean. The pairing of the two of these. I got excited just because, I mean, I'll go
1: see Ryan Gosling in anything. I love The Great Man. You know,
0: one of the few who do. It was nice to see my boy on the big screen. Yeah, it That's was. what Wasn't I'll ne- say. Yeah. You know? I saw it last night. I had a lovely time with yeah. it. Uh, to your point, uh, yeah, I, do, I mean, it's rated PG-13, and I think the marketing, without really spoiling what the movie is, has communicated, like, this is going to be subversive. So it's not, like, right. we're not aiming for, like, little, little girls. But I think for, like, young women, like, I think basically, like, 10 and up, this is, like, it hits a sweet spot and especially like mother-daughter relationships, right. which she's obviously amazing at, in like Lady Bird, for instance. Right. But um, the amount of Greta Gerwig that she was able to get to in there. get into yeah. this giant IP summer movie to me was kind of astounding. I'll tell Margot you what, Robbie's fucking fantastic in it. Gosling is pitch perfect, as you can imagine. But my but, biggest, my biggest thing. Go ahead. I wanted it to be a hit. And wanted to be
1: successful. I mean, it is a yeah. big old fat, fat hit right now. Well, and mainly um, because, like, I spent most of Christmas around Christmas, December, getting all of Bex's old, like, year limited edition collector Barbies out and taking photos because I was like, when this movie comes out in July, oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna post these on oh, every oh. <laughs> every place. We, if, we're living large. We're gonna we're <laughs> gonna see just how much people really love Barbie. Are they going to go to Macari or eBay or wherever and get this whole collection? Because it's like 20 years of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've never opened them. I know her. It's just something my mom got me. And I'm like, well, let's just see. So like, I want, I knew it was going to be a big hit. Um, it's interesting that, like, you know, it's... I don't know because I don't have children. And, I mean, I'm a, I had an Aladdin and Jasmine Barbie
0: when I was a kid. I had uh, Baywatch, right? Yeah, a two set, which which I believe was the guy came with a uh, like a what do you call it a ski do? Yeah, yeah, jet ski, jet ski. Yeah, yes, and the woman who was a rough approximation, I guess, of Pamela Anderson, but in my head it was Summer, yeah, uh, who was my my personal favorite as a kid watching Baywatch. Summer Nicole, yeah, short hair, short blonde hair, Yeah. yeah, and and Matt. Yes. Who I was like, that's the guy. But she came with a dolphin, if I remember correctly. Okay. He came with a jet ski. But I, yeah. And I have my Becky's, Baywatch Barbies. Becky actually a, has the Jeep for what, Baywatch. a four-year-old, four or five-year-old? And a
1: boat for Baywatch Barbie as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's like, it's one of those things, it's weird to think about, like, and I loved it, the, like, the first trailer seeing it of, like, the pairing with, like, 2001. It's like, I get it. Like, you could do this, I mean, you're not going to do the same for G.I. Joe. You know, but because it's, but it's still in the same vein of like, boys play with G.I. Joe, girls play with Barbie. Well, and I liked that there's like a, that was the thing back in the day. And so I expected there to be some level of like, no, boys can play with Barbie and girls can play with G.I. Joe, whatever. Like there's just, if we're going fluidity, like gender roles, whatever it is, and I'm sure there's commentary on like the fact that women run that world of Barbie from what I read. And then like the men are just kind of like, we're just here. We're guys. We're hanging out, having fun. I've got my buddies, my best friend and my lady, and we're just going to hang out in the playhouse. And then you're just hearing her be like, you guys ever think about death? I was like, I'm in dude. I want to watch this shit. Cause like, okay. that's oh. hilarious to well. me to think of like, a, well. just on a level of like a toy thinking that much less a woman who's like part of a matriarchy, having bigger questions about what
0: what her life and like her existence is. Like that's the shit basically where I'm like I feel like a young child will A a lot of the more subversive elements will go over their head, so any concern over that is kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of I've seen a lot of shit about that online. But anyways, um I just genuinely think they would be bored and confused by pretty much the last like the last act of the movie. Right. That is like you know some pretty heady themes on, again for you know putting into a a big old piece of IP yeah I thought it really really worked it doesn't land the plane on like all of its ideas but it has a lot of them yeah. and the performances are great the art direction in particular and like set design the costumes dude just okay. the way they rendered that without you know it has a very particular look it's not it's not Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Even though structurally, you'd be like, "Oh, well, that's something I could approximate it to." It is 100% its own visual language and style. And is and it like, like, is it like
1: Oppenheimer with no CGI? Is that? that I
0: it? mean, there to that point, no bullshit. I was genuinely blown away. Where I'm like, these two conceivably are going head to head on some technical Oscars. Because mm-hmm. if the again, if the, the art direction and all of that is not nominated for Barbie, I would be astounded. Because mm-hmm. what they achieved practically, right? is pretty pretty wild when you see it. I look forward to having a more in-depth conversation with you, but, but, you know, solid thumbs up from me. I look forward to our further discussion. I just wanted to say we we didn't get to do the full-on double feature experience. I had to wait till Monday. Hmm. I saw it last night because, I mean, it was book solid, dude. I was trying to get a decent seat basically since Thursday. Like, when I got out of Oppenheimer... In the back of my head, I was like, I I really would like to do both tonight. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can pull it off. And everything was just completely blotted out. Mm -hmm. And so I get up on Friday, and I'm like, all right, I work a half day. Let me see. Let me see. Nothing. Saturday, I was like, first screening, surely there'll be something available. Nothing, dude. Uh, Nothing good or book solid? What's that? Nothing good or
1: book solid? We're
0: talking book solid for most showings here. I think the final figure was, like, somewhere around 337 worldwide.
1: Yeah, that sounds about
0: right. Which is insane and awesome. I'm curious to see... Like I'm saying, I think it will have those kind of legs, like I was just talking about earlier, of people who are just like, oh, I don't want to be left out of the conversation. Like, I wasn't going to go see it, or I was kind of on the fence about it, but it feels like everybody in the world's seen it but me. So I feel like it'll have that second wave, plus there's not, like, a huge opener next weekend there's disney's haunted mansion which looks fun but i don't expect to really make a dent no. and then there's talk to me the a24 horror movie that is supposed to be like the bell of the ball uh hmm. and i'm very very excited for but uh i think that'll do well with horror heads but uh it's probably not going to be like like the world on fire or anything right now yeah, i've gate.
1: got i've got a 128 to 145 million budget and as of today on IMDb, just roughing it 380 382 Point four, so three worldwide. Uh, That's just box office. It doesn't break down worldwide or not. So who it, knows? that is worldwide.
0: Yeah, it's like one. It did like one sixty, I think, domestic yeah. biggest opening for female director, biggest opening of the year. Yeah, uh, big old success. And to that point, as we transition into Oppenheimer, I think it's hard to argue that this was not a rising tide lifting all boats sort of situation. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think if Oppenheimer came out this same weekend and say Barbie was next weekend. It'd get dead in the water. I, mean, I don't think it would be dead in the water. I just, I don't think it would have done 80 million opening weekend. I don't, I don't think it would have. Yeah. I think the, like, weirdly, the marketing of these two movies that on their surface could not be more different from each other. But, actually have some weird parallels that yeah. we could get into. They are kind of about uh, reckoning with complicated figures from mm-hmm. uh, recent American history. Uh, so they have that in common. And, uh, yeah. So... But, yeah, I think it It was just everybody got wrapped up in the hype of her, But to release this movie, a three-hour... <laughs> biopic that is like super talky very fast paced and you got you got to stick with it you got to go for it and it's not really like a oh yeah that was an awesome time at the movies sort of movie to sell that in the summer when I'm just like this is this is so clearly a fall awards contender like Mm -hmm. this should be going head to head with Killers of the Flower Moon in my head yeah yeah definitely the ability for him on his name pretty much alone i mean this cast is stacked dude but it's let's be real it's his name and the subject matter that you're just like those are the selling points i cannot think of another director working right now who could open something on this scale with this like with this at the center of it and it just was kind of a reaffirmation i was like he He's a household name at this point yeah. for
2: Two. more than okay. just the film Twitter bros that me, we like let to let like let peg him with. Question, he's then. he's a dude. Did you he's catch, been for a while.
1: Did you catch Cillian Murphy and Mark Marin's conversation? I did of course I listened. So the fact that he's like the, yeah, we, me and Chris ran into you and you, you were too cool for us. And like, you talked he to me, but you didn't know Nolan. it was Christopher Nolan. I'm like, and he's like, oh yeah, fuck. I messed that up really bad. I'm yeah, like, you're definitely never going to be in like, a Chris Nolan, right? You know, yeah. but it's also, of course, that's, that's on brand for him. But like, you got to think that some point Christopher Nolan was like, wow that guy's pretty cool he just (laughs) he didn't speak to me at all i I I commented on his his boots and he was just like oh yeah they're these like I like like I'm supposed to know what this brand is and I just I think that lends its credit to because it's like it's the argument that like one of my favorite um what he was a podcast Jason Pargent he back when the crack podcast was big he would talk about how like YouTube stars could go out to, to lunch with their families and nobody would know they're millionaires. I think it lends itself, like, yes, us film nerds, we're going to know who Chris Nolan is. But he is just kind of, like, unassuming. He doesn't have, he's not, like, the tall, long-haired Michael Bay kind of, you know, whatever. He's not, like, bearded, like, you know, uh, uh, like, what all those dudes from the 70s that had beards when they came out. There's not, He doesn't have, like, an, a profile that you're like, oh, my God, that's Chris Nolan. He could just kind of blend in. And I appreciate that amongst, I would say amongst 50% of the population. Sure. The other 50 is probably like, oh my God, dude, that guy made memento. That guy made fucking the dark Knight, made the dark Knight rise, you know, but again, it just, uh, there's, I don't know how you, how you, I mean, cause again, the godfather, the Adam, whatever you want to call it, like how. How do you make, how do you just think in your mind, oh, I'll make a really entertaining movie about this complicated dude. And, you know, you, I mean, you'll remember, I... but you'll remember another random dude that is a true part of his story. You'll remember not only that, like my lead guy nails it, but the, who I would argue is the supporting dude fucking kills it. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care. What anybody says that Robert Downey Jr. Performance. One of the best ones I've seen from him ever in years like fucking years dude and let's not forget fucking gary oldman is in this movie for five minutes and basically just kind of shuts it down and like no i'm still like a great like you know character actor performer you know i'm in this too you know that was probably my like my second favorite scene okay so yeah I mean, where do, you, where do you want to start? Do you like... I, I was going to ask you. I mean, Jesus so, Christ. Okay. One of the things that I thought was interesting and...
0: Uh, spoilers for Oppenheimer. Yeah. If you haven't seen
1: Oppenheimer, you should go see it. Are we saying Oppenheimer first, then Barbie,
0: or Barbie, then Oppenheimer? In terms of order? Yeah. If you're doing a double feature, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Yeah, you got to in like With like maybe a, like dinner in between. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Make so, a day of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the order I would do. Okay. These these psychos who are suggesting otherwise, I'm like, that's not the vibe. Right. It's not the vibe. Not not the kind of vibe I want to have. So the thing, or just split them up the right. way I did. Yeah, that works. See them in whatever order you want to. Yeah. So just go. Just go support movies. Go. You go, should. Yeah. yeah.
1: And another way you can support is by I don't know whatever the you
0: could also go uh give give Dead Reckoning another look because I, f- I feel really bad for it right I now do. I really do I really do
1: I feel worse for Indiana Jones but
0: I don't feel bad for Indy it was fine yeah. um,
1: I'm sure it's still great I, get, I gotta catch it I don't feel
0: bad for Disney no I'm saying it was fine so it, it did what it did because they made an okay movie yeah Um. at the end of the day I'm, I'm saying if they had made a banger it would have it would have done what right. they needed it to do, and they didn't well, do it, gen- so it didn't well, the, do it. it it's I, like the gen- it's not it's, it's not a complicated equation. It's not <laughs> atomic rocket science.
1: Hey, uh, but yeah, no, it's it, not theoretical physics. It's right, <laughs> yeah. It's not vision. Yeah, it's fusion or fusion. <laughs> it's fusion. Like okay. obviously, if you make it all cohesive and it's good, it'll fuse together and be great. So, yes. Um, Spoil- spoilers for Oppenheimer. Yes. The thing that I I think. I don't think the movie does it heavy handedly, but you are told it. And so I can't take credit for it because it's given to me. And I'll, I'll state it as that. Like for the longest time, when you mention J Robert Oppenheimer, I know he worked on the Manhattan project. Right.
0: I don't know anything else about him. Right. I think that's kind of the base level knowledge that I would say 90% of people, right. Come into this movie. So
1: when you're told I gave him what he wanted, He wanted to be remembered for the bomb, not for Hiroshima. I did that to him. I did, that's what he wanted. I'm like, I don't think he wanted to be remembered for either of them, but I get that that's the consciousness in my brain because, yeah, I don't think, when I think of Hiroshima, Nagasaki, I don't think of Robert Oppenheimer. I think that after, you know, Hiroshima happened, that 1,300 men went in the water. 300 come out. Shocks eat the rest. Give a take. I think. I'm Sorry, it's a Jaws reference because I watched Jaws 1, 2, and 3 last couple weeks. Uh, but I, I do think of like, that's got to be a heavy thing for a president to do. Not knowing what it would be. So when you're told like, hey, we got this. We really should let everybody know what we can do. We should share this information with our allies because if they know what it can do, even if they build it, they might not drop it. But the decision to say, nah, dude, we're just going to drop it on them. See what happens. Fuck it. You know, we're, we're going to wing it. Do you remember what happened four year, you know, five years ago? You don't? Okay. Well, let me tell you. Because you could have. You could have said, look, look out, look out to this tiny little island. Um, You know, get a boat and go out to this tiny little island. We're going to drop this new thing we built on this island. See if you want that, like, you know, mainland Japan. And who knows? Maybe seeing that kind of destruction, the Japanese might have said, all right, we're good. Surrender. But We didn't do that. So to have this, have the, like the mind, the awareness, the forethought and the idea of like, if we don't do this, the people who are trying to like, you know, tear the world apart, if they are probably going to try and do it anyway. So we should, we should do it to figure out halfway through that. Well, they're done. Should we even keep doing this? Well, yeah, we should probably keep doing this. We should still do this thing. And then to see what it does. And just that shot of them watching them, the two things leave on the boat, on the on the truck. I'm like, dude, how how could you, knowing like what that can do, like that's that's it, it, I can't imagine like that sort of like burden of thinking like I just made this thing, and it will. There is no doubting that. Like I mean, we thought it was going to burn the world up. We thought it was kind of like it could like start a fire that never ended and that's the end of us you know the whole planet theoretically it could it didn't but it also did a lot of damage and so we're gonna drop and with matt damon be like oh we're gonna drop it here and then we're gonna drop it here and we're gonna keep doing it until they stop and it's like you understand the rationale but you can't look at it now and feel good about it i can understand and i appreciate being shown how people felt good about it in the moment. But every one of us, there's only one person alive that I know of that I personally know who's lived in both worlds. And that's our grandfather. He was born before we he was born as all this. All these guys are thinking and doing this stuff. Sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. when's the theory of relativity for Einstein? Like it's mid 20s. Sure. (laughs) So he's born around. He's born, you know, depression still. But he's an adult man when we split the atom. And we drop a bomb on the Japanese, you know, Mm -hmm. and the love and affinity I have for that country, having grown up over there, I constantly think about what it means to be the only country, nation, ethnicity, group, whatever, to ever have that sort of destruction wrought on them. And what they've done since to the Mm -hmm. point I've said it before, they don't, it's not a war memorial. It's a peace memorial. It's almost this whole thing of like, Yeah, we know it's kind of like a. It's not even by any means, but it's just this mutual thing of like, this happened. We did this to you. You did this to us, and we don't see the benefit of calling things that this was a war thing. We're going to call them peace things because we're at peace and we're we're friends now. And I know there's still a contingent of the youth now that's like, why is it? Why the Americans still here? That's either here nor there. But it just feel like that's always
0: going to be present. But overall i mean that's that's something that almost i would like to see another movie made about but yeah yeah uh the way that our two nations have like semi (laughs) not semi but like very much very succinctly very quickly afterward like kind of like mid to late 1960s forward when you start getting like the influx of business and all of that
1: oh it starts in 1960 with when they, when they rebuilt all that stuff for the olympics everybody being shocked like oh my god dude this it's place was pretty rubbish. interesting how we all at the end ago. of the day
0: we're like oh yeah but we all kind of like money so i guess that trumps everything mm-hmm. and we can find some common ground
1: uh i mean yeah. and you can because you got to ask yourself in the grand scheme of things who really won that one who who are we indebted to where's our technology come from where do we sit where are we sending a lot of money and again We cut off their oil, kind of forced their hand a little bit. They didn't have to do what they did, but they did. Same thing with us. We didn't have to do what we did back, but we did. And that is the beauty of this movie, is that it doesn't matter where you're coming from it at. It only, to me, it only exists in that presence. And I don't think there's, like, I wasn't sure what I was going to see. And when all I got was, like, the fervor of the crowd and him stepping onto a, a body like through the chest cavity of a body when that was all i got i was like okay i'm good because had i got a shot of like destruction okay.
0: rod in the streets, i don't know how i would feel because good. i feel there's like a, that's there's a lot it, of things i want yeah. to get into but i do just we could talk about basically the moment everybody's kind of waiting the two big questions anybody has going into this which is how are you gonna do the trinity test and are you gonna show it right like to put it bluntly The amount of people I have seen online trying to like attempt to elegantly state that they are somehow disappointed with the fact that we didn't see it um, is kind of fascinating to me. The amount of that that I've seen of people who are like, It was all right, but, like, we really should have seen it for the impact. And I was, like, saying that almost belies that, like, what were you going to this for? And have you not seen T2? Because to me,
1: that's the best nuclear explosion that we've seen. And I think
0: that, again, I don't want to call it genius or whatever because I think, I don't know, I haven't read American Prometheus, which is where, like, most of this comes from. And I don't know how, if that is written in sections— in first person, the way that he has essentially tried to split brain this of the sub- subjective and objective view of all of this color versus black and white, which I appreciate it. But I think the overall gambit of that totally works and really like it's so it crystallized for me in that sequence you're talking about where I was like, this is why you do it this way, mm-hmm. because there's no way. And even there's a moment a little bit later where they're seeing slides mm-hmm. of the and, you don't see and we don't see it, and, I, I and they that. just play it on his face, and it would. And I realize some people I have issued whatever, fuck whatever else things. I I I thought it was extremely effective, and it's the lat, it's the last thing I expected from Nolan. And again, I I think I was on the record on a couple of pods prior with some reservations that just like I don't know if he has all of this in him with like his particular style and everything for what I think this movie needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to just say like, he completely proved me wrong. Right. Like all my reservations about how it would be held handled and like, whether it would be elegantly done were total. like, I thought every choice while again, it, it, the almost actively going against the expectation of how you're going to play these big historical moments, uh, do you think that has anything that, to do with the choice to that not much be more CGI? Effective.
1: Like, do you think he made a choice early on to say, "I'm not doing any CGI. I'm only going to do this like, oh. like you know, in hand"? Which, and that's the case. I with what we, if that's if that's I, all real, if like th- that shot of like the Trinity test, if that's like not a CGI explosion. It may be camera lighting and tricks and all that, not as big as we think, but I think, like, by posing the question beforehand of, like, if we do this, is there potential that, like, basically these things we've been getting glimpses of in his mind's eye of, like, just molecules and things burning around, could that start? And it ends the movie with the planet burning up and whatnot, but like, could that start here? So you ask that question first and you're in your mind, you're like, wait a minute, did they really think? Because again, we all going into this, we know what happened. We know what we, we think we know what happened.
0: We have a version of it yes, in our head. The, the so, ability to sustain like this incredible level of pace and tension for, I, again, I, I wasn't, I was definitely not looking at my watch at any point nope. in this movie. Um, but for what feels like the first, like, two hours straight mm-hmm. yeah, building up to the Trinity test is kind of, I mean, the first 10 minutes of this is basically like training you for how to watch it. It's right. basically like, okay, like here, here's the pace I'm moving at. Like, you know, just, yes, this is meant to be overwhelming, but mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to get you in his headspace. There's a point to this, all of that. Um, And yeah, the way it kind of spits you out on the end of those, two hours with the culmination of like you said we have the trinity test sequence which i think okay you said did was it a convention of like was it cgi in my head canon what i like to think is he like a lot of people like a lot of cool people like you and i they saw twin peaks the return episode eight and they were like well i can't do that because it's already been done right the best possible i'm sorry in my book he, yeah. I, in my book, it's still Lunch Baby. Yeah. And I know that's CGI, but that sequence is the best distillation, I think, of. And it's a, again, a formal metaphor. It's art within itself, and it goes inside of this thing that we normally only ever see from a distance. Completely different aims, completely different styles, or whatever. But I think he was like, I can't do. I can't just do that because it exists. Mm-hmm. Like. But, and you know he saw it. I'm sorry. You know he saw it. So in my head canon, I'm like, I think that's that's part of it, is I can't go too, like...
1: I can't I, get lynched
0: with yeah, it. Well, I got that's it. what I'm saying is I think what was interesting is he's playing with some, like, kind of, like, what for a mainstream audience is probably some really out there techniques with some of the, like, emulsions and stuff you're seeing in the practical, mm-hmm. like, visualizations of what's going on inside this dude's head early mm-hmm. on. Um. And I think the choice in that moment as I remember it to not play any of that and to just have the moment itself, have it play on the reaction of the actor, you know, everybody observing it, the moment oh, this, of this
1: the fucking safety, just putting the zinc on his face. Dude, I was like, okay. dude, this no, we're going to
0: have character actor yeah. corner where yes, we're just going to go through the cast list yeah. and we're going to try and determine like who, is who, the best who boy? was the best. Yeah. Who was the best boy of the yeah. spring cast? Because yeah. my God, um, But, but again, but I think that, I'm sorry, the way it spits you out on the end of that though, and then the movie has been like, (gasps) just rushing this whole time. And then it really slows down for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, this is why you make this movie three hours. Ultimately, this is why you make this movie three hours. So you can have the actual like physical pace of the movie slow down to let you, process like the weight of all this and really Mm -hmm. think about it for a little bit and the pace like really there's a there's a hard cut i think he does a hard cut to black and then when it fades up it feels like oh shit we're all we're but we're almost like back on fast forward again now even though things have slowed down a bit but it's that sequence you're talking about where they pack them up and it's Mm -hmm. him and safety uh teller as the scientist standing there as they're driven off and it's like this thing's not in your hands anymore. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're going to like collide so somebody else all builds a bigger their, one. All, you're it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I want, I'm curious, I am going to see it again. I'm curious where that hits like on the timestamp, where we're at, because it, in my head, it's like, that's, that's like two hours in and the last act is a full hour or whatever, yeah. but it might be like an hour and 45 minutes because yeah. I don't know how fast we're right we're moving Uh,
1: but like what i say like my thing was just the you posing the question of what could possibly happen and the way it shot with like okay them tell like okay when lay down look at the hill when you see the light turn around look through your thing don't don't look at without it you could fuck your eyes up really bad you know and then the tension of is it even going to work we had the storm we're going to wait it out Yada 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 and I felt so bad for Bex because, like, sound was crazy in the IMAX. And she sometimes has a problem with her ears. But she told me afterwards, she was like, I knew when I saw the flash to, like, go ahead and get ready. And when I'm like, she's like, and I went, when is this going to? And it happened to her. And I was like, I'm so sorry. But, like, it just, it doesn't it it just it does even, there's no, like, it's just, boom. It's there. Like, the blast hits them all. Like, just the force you know, 10 miles away, you feel, you know, and it's just, you are given enough with what they're fearing could happen with what the reaction is to them. And again, they're all excited. You know, it did work what you've been doing here for it's worth all the money in the world. Get it in, get it in a crate, get it on a plane. You know, Mm -hmm. just the, the fact that like, the reality Damon, Damon setting does not, in, Matt Damon like, does literally. not come and say anything to him. Matt Damon looks at him coming back, turns around, and goes to get on the phone with somebody. Uh, great, we're not buddies. You may, we may have built a rapport. You know, I may not say the worst things about you later on, but like, I got a job to do. You know, and and, and the fact that it's underpinned with that, I think everything built into that sequence. I would have been really upset if I saw another sequence. I would have been upset if I saw the reaction to that onto the people it was used to. Because I didn't need to. What in my my mind happened
0: is worse. It would break the subjective experience of he didn't see it. He didn't know when it was happening. Right. Like he finds out when the rest of the world does. Right. Um, So, yeah, again, that was all very purposeful to Mm me. And purposeful for, like, what the movie's going for. And, again, that expanded kind of time afterward, and particularly the kind of extended horror show sequence of, like, him giving the speech, the, like, the, the, the surreal elements the coming in. The flapping of people's skin that
1: are celebrating. Yes. That is probably, I, I'm glad I got it. that. But, like, I also, like, I, I don't need anything other than that because I can understand this guy being, like, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I haven't seen pictures of this thing. In my mind, the way my mind works, I'm visualizing all these people who are in a fervor about like how great they did because in some way, I can argue, and it should be stated, that they should be because they all left their lives, they came to this desert, and they worked on this one thing. Whether they had qualms about what they were doing, the moral ambiguity of it, the scruples as they call it, that's not relevant in that scene. They're all happy that they did the job that they came to do regardless of it, you know, and the fact that he's I don't know how true it is. I haven't read it. I don't know if the whole thing about like I hate we couldn't do it to Germany and I bet the people in Tokyo didn't didn't like it. I'm like that doesn't sting that bad to me because you don't know you have no frame of mind or reference to know exactly what
0: horror you've wrought on the world. The way it's played in the movie is he's, you know. It's played and delivered in such a way where it's like, that's not his actual, you know, he's playing theory. to the crowd. He's, but, the, it yeah.
1: gets, but it gets, but it also, it kicks off the start of Oppenheimer, the politician, well, the guy we, who has to
0: sell. The he, movie up to that yeah. point has not been shy about, like, questioning, like, what the fuck, it, what's up with this guy? Mm-hmm. And the way that onion is, like, slowly peeled, I think, is, like, very effective. Oh, yeah. But, and I think he remains pretty elliptical and obtuse throughout,
2: mm-hmm.
0: intentionally so. I and I don't think the movie. I've seen some reactions that it lets him off the hook or it tries to martyr him at the end. And I, yeah. I really yeah. did not. I came away feeling like this was a complicated rendering of a, of complicated a very dude. complicated individual. that doesn't really like doesn't Be- tell you how to. I never felt like I was being manipulated into sympathizing with anyone, really. And some people have pointed out that it's like you kind of have, structurally or whatever, you have Damon as your kind of like go-to good guy or whatever. Like he's representing the military, but in general you're like, I like this guy, he's a likable presence even though he's kind of rough and gruff in this Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you have Downey who you know again spoilers makes the turn to like he's kind of the villain of the piece in the back for hat. no
1: i, I love just for one of
0: the most ridiculous just reasons for, ever for sure which i think yeah. again is an echo of like that at the end of the day is what you're dealing with you're dealing with the pettiness right. of men of great power right. and that's the shit that's gonna do us all in uh-huh. like that's <laughs> i think he's very clearly showing dude. you like this little quote-unquote microaggression is like the kind of shit that can lead to bombs being dropped, right? And loss of life. To
1: to your point, one of my one like my, my second favorite scene is when he does go to Truman and say, "I feel like, and I don't again, I don't know if this happened. I feel like I have blood on my hands." He's like, "Do you think the people of Japan give a fuck about you? Basically, like they they might have even applauded you for your efforts and what you did with science." They fucking hate me. Don't
0: let that crap baby me back back in in my office. (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah. You think they give a shit about you? I dropped it on a motherfucker. Don't take that away from me by saying you have hard feelings about it. You don't know. You did your job. You did the thing. You made it. And you told us we probably shouldn't do it. But you know what? I'm the president of the United States. And I made the decision to save countless American lives and drop that motherfucker. Not once, but twice. Okay, you're gonna come in here and talk to me about feelings, blood on your hands? get the fuck out of my office and it was weirdly a way of like' cause I know i I listened to what Kelly Murphy had done to like kind of get in the physical gate of Oppenheimer and mm-hmm. like I don't know how the voice is, but just for Gary Oldman for five minutes to be Harry Truman and I'm like, he's just here to show you like I still got it. This is how you become a character for five minutes he just he
0: just loves to he, he fucking loves some throw some makeup on me yeah. Let me play around It's that around. simple You know Okay uh, I think this is a good time To uh, Yeah To break into Character actor corner Because everybody And their fucking mother Is
1: in this movie dude
0: Okay so Early on I'm gonna pull up the list It's probably It's kind of Probably gonna be by billing I would imagine Yeah Oppen- I would imagine on. so IMDB's weird sometimes though Sometimes it's by like Star meter Profile <laughs> Oppenheimer just checking in with the box office while we're over here. It's like 200-something. Um, it is currently at 209 worldwide.
1: So double the bu-
0: budget. Double the budget. Yes.
1: That ain't bad. It's solid.
0: Well, it looked like a $100 million movie, I'll tell it you. It did, yeah. All of it on the screen. That's and uh,
1: I think they said, what, like, a couple of, like a maybe a couple months. Not not too long. Didn't take too long to, like, actually physically shoot.
0: Or something like 57 yeah, days Yeah, 57, 59 days. Okay. Like uh, so... I think obviously RDJ is Strauss and uh and Damon are kinda out of consideration here, so we'll yeah. we'll set those aside. We got Alden Ehrenreich as the Senate aide. Yes. Uh paired with uh Downey Jr. for I mean he was solo. That's which most a, people ah, forget. Okay. But uh I mean prior to all of that he was in Hail Caesar. He has like he oh, absolutely right. crushes yeah, yeah. in Hail Caesar, the Cohen Brothers movie, which got him cast in like a billion things. But then Solo kind of, like, tainted it. He was in Cocaine Bear earlier this year. They, he he's was? That's where... Of, okay, that's where I remember him from. A little bit from. of a comeback. I remember him from uh, Cocaine Bear. I've always enjoyed him. I think he's, he's very, great, very dude. I fucking love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scott Grimes is also in there of ER fame. Uh, yep. As the uh, rotten son of a bitch, that Roger Robb, <laughs> uh, Jason Clark, he's the, uh, mm-hmm. inter- I mean crushed it, dude. dude Jason Clark, Clark plays is, a prick better than pretty much anybody.
1: Dude. Anyone, dude. Like, have you seen? I mean, He's his fucking great. his um, uh what the the character he plays in um, Winning Time, dude. Like, oh, absolutely. Pe- people talk about how like, uh, is dude, that really how he was? Jerry West was
0: Jerry West, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's like it's his own version of it. Yeah, so i like, like, I, I buy don't it. give
0: a shit. I love that performance, yeah, exactly. but yeah, no, I've heard it, it's yeah. like completely beyond the pale. uh Tony Goldwyn is also oh, in dude. the uh in the interrogation scenes or what. It, the hearing that's not a, Carl himself. For his, uh, yeah, that's son of a Bridget bitch. Of course, of course Carl. Carl's up there. <laughs> Carl as, Ghost. Uh, as Gordon Gray. That's son oh, of a oh bitch. Uh, my boy Macon Blair is the defense lawyer. Yep. Uh, just great guy from a lot of Saulnier movies.
1: Uh, the, what, the Blue Ruin?
0: He's the lead in Blue yeah, Ruin. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, he's, I like that. He's yeah. also in Green Room. He's yes. The, I don't you know, know, the, know the lieutenant. Him. Nope uh I'm talking about and cancer. he's a good good director no he's own, yeah right? no i like he did too. the uh i don't feel at home in this world yep. and uh, yeah he's good uh kenneth brown as niels Bohr. Mm-hmm. fucking a good shit good shit i'm not gonna do everybody i'm just gonna hit some of our was uh was big heisenberg
1: teams. a big dude he did i didn't recognize him was he somebody mm-hmm. i'm supposed to Late. recognize
0: heisenberg Well, uh, we'll get to him eventually okay uh
1: are you not gonna talk about my boy Josh Hottin. I'm getting I'm getting
0: there, dude. Okay, all right. Uh Tom Conti, yes. as as Albert Einstein, of course. Uh one who like I had to be reminded and then when I sat and thought for a second, I was like, dude, maybe he's my stealth MVP. Fucking Crumholtz,
1: dude. Dude, Crumholtz as his buddy. I just I said the name out loud and Becky looked
0: at me like what? And I was
1: like, so I'll tell you later. Becky.
0: Uh as Robbie, Isidore yeah. Robbie. Um his yeah. kind of his fellow his fellow Jew. Yeah. Uh but he's the first one to kind of be like, to kind of raise the moral hey, he question. Says, I don't know like, if I want to be a part of this. I don't this. know if I want to do this. And I was just like, dude, Krumholz, and that honestly, dude. that' He's honestly, so good. I love That
1: Krumholz. is the only, the, the response to that, there's a line. Someone says something about our, they're putting our people in camps. That was the only time I called bullshit because we didn't know what the camps were until we got back on the ground in 1944 and even later. Like, we didn't know about camps until they surrendered, essentially. So the idea that somebody says, oh, they're putting our... And may, maybe the Jews there, did know. There
0: might have been rumors. Maybe so, the Jews
1: did yeah. know. Maybe there were family things that either putting us in camps. We're in camps, but we didn't know, like, they were killing all of them in these camps. That's true. But it's another one of those, like, oh, World War II just starting. Like, no, dude, we weren't calling it World War II back then. It was just the war is on. We're going, you know? Yeah. And I, I've seen people who are like... um the flags when they're celebrating uh, they got 50 stars they should only have 48 because uh Hawaii was not a fucking state back then so uh i it, it totally ruined the movie for me That's like me being mad that people in the bear didn't have hairnets it's fucking stupid, <laughs> you know which we can talk about that later i'm sure
0: but yeah like uh may i may i continue uh, excuse me uh you asked about Heisenberg yeah is um, he Mathias somebody listener Sh- schweikhofer who never heard of him. Was an army of thieves. He was Dexter, or Dieter, Dieter. Excuse me, in a uh, army of the, of the dead. dead. The, oh, the, the safe cracker. cracker. Okay, I would yeah, say he yeah, looks yeah. familiar, but we I didn't really know I was supposed to know. Yeah, I know think that's pretty much it. But we really liked him in that. Yeah. he was he was good. Uh, Hartnett as Ernest Lawrence. Uh, gets gets some nice meaty scenes in the first oh, yeah. half. Uh, I. We just love seeing our boy, man. Dude, he's... Yeah. The fact that he kind of took, like, all the dudes. Yeah. Like, just all of them from from a certain age range and was just like, I got parts for all of you. Yeah. And you know they were all like, I'll do scale. I'll come and show up for a day Mm -hmm. and, like, maybe most of my shit will be cut. Maybe I'll just be in the background somewhere. Dude, like, I haven't even gotten to... uh, Oscar winner Rami Malek? I was going to say Michael Angarano. Yeah. uh, Who I hadn't seen in anything, who just who just popped like
1: who's his who's the guy that he wants to drop the baby off with
0: that was that guy that guy was familiar that's with shit. the podcaster from halloween uh 18
1: that that's who yeah he is yeah.
0: and then to that point we have
1: boyfriend from halloween as his little brother
0: yes that's the that shitty boyfriend my fucking mind dude uh, uh we have we... alex wolf from hereditary yeah uh, as one of the scientists as well uh Oh, my God, dude. The list goes on and on. Dylan Arnold was is Frank Oppenheimer, the yeah. brother that you're referring to. Dylan Arnold, to. that's his name, yeah. Um, Jefferson Hall is the Chevalier, uh, the podcaster. Yeah. Hate teen that we were just referring to who is his communist. We haven't talked about the whole communist angle right. of everything. Um, and while we're transitioning at dude, I mean, Modine, David Desmultian, um, Dane DeHaan. Oh, dude! Yeah, K- Casey Affleck, Josh Peck, uh, Jack Quaid. What's his face? Mister Sa- Safdie, Safdie is up there for What's
1: me. What's the boy? Uh, 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 he's in the Dark Knight. He's a director. You may have said his name already. The FBI dude that got the file and like he came to testify against David Dismal. That's yeah, who. Yeah. Okay, you, I, I don't re- ever remember his name. I just remember his fucking face. Yeah, and it's solely from that bit in the Dark Knight. I'll always recognize him. I'll try to remember his name because he was fucking great in it as well.
0: Uh I mean really no no weak links in the cast. I I really went for Benny Safty. Dude. Uh big, are you kidding just, me? Just big fan, dude. Like I, I'm and I don't know if you've heard this. I just heard it today on a podcast. Apparently they're done as a directing duo. Oh, no. I think they did one. I think they're doing they have one more that hasn't been released yet that they already shot. I think it's the follow-up. It's the one they were doing with Sandler. But I think going forward they basically said like Benny Benny wants to like full on pursue it, acting as he should and Josh will probably keep directing okay. it just it won't be the Safdie brothers it'll just be Josh who from everything we've heard was kind of the main I mean especially in the case of like good time it's like yes they're kind of co-directing but Benny's acting in it right. so like you know okay so I think like a, a Josh Safty movie is still gonna like just it'll still feel like a Safdie brother is it movie. weird to me
1: but that if ever it gets licensed and they agree to let him do it that I would want, Josh Shafty to make the Beastie Boys biopic.
0: Oh, absolutely! I mean, Like it just feels
1: like it happen. has to have like yeah. a law. They passed it in New York this this year. Sure, you know, like it just ha- I just I don't know what it is. I I know what it is. I watched the Beastie Boys thing on Apple, and like I've just I've gotten back into them more and more. I mean, just,
0: I guess they would probably go to Spike Jones first, who did the documentary. But, I, yeah, but I think Spike's probably uh, like you
1: know what I I don't know I'm too I'm too attached. I don't have an objective lens. Maybe you know. A, fan, a, a true young fan That's a needs good to make this.
0: Okay, we, we went through, we highlighted most of the boys. And you'll notice, I highlighted a lot of boys. And I do I do want to highlight... Miss Florence B. No, I was going to say, I, I do not think that this movie is without its flaws. And I think two of its most glaring flaws are casting two of our great actresses and in the course of three hours, giving them virtually nothing to do. Um, and not really filling them out. Now I, I will grant you, he kind of lampshades all of this by the subjective point of view. Like, well, I'm making a statement by not really showing the wife as a three dimensional character and like basically just having like postpartum alcoholism. These are all things you need to know. I'm like, okay. And she does get to like, she gets to hammer drop. I mean, she's Emily Blunt. She gets to have her moment at Mm -hmm. the end of the movie. And, like, she'll probably get supporting actress nomination. But overall, I'm sorry. I sit and look at both of those roles, and I'm like, for what they were, I don't understand why you didn't either, A, cast unknowns or Mm up-and-comers. Because you don't, you're not selling this movie on Florence Pugh or Emily Blunt. No. Again, as I said, two of the best working actresses of their generation who are good in what they are given to do in this movie mm-hmm. but you sit there and you go i understand subjective this is oppie's oppie ship but i'm like i'm so, i'm also sitting there and i'm going like in the course of three hours you couldn't like no. you couldn't give me a little bit more to the point where i was almost like the gene tatlock character i understand you almost need for the communist connection. And all of that to be brought in and it's obviously questioning his character with the like the affair that resumed later but I think dude,
1: the only ha- key caveat with that it was like ahead. in real life from what I read at some point was that a lot of people were blown away that he married Emily Blunt's character mm-hmm. and a lot of people have said if it wasn't for a pregnancy he probably would not have and so you keep the Florence a kid pu- that
0: they pretty much give away which we didn't <laughs> different.
1: Okay. That's a child, That's a boy. It was apparently the daughter they had after that was the one that they had actually talked to them about possibly adopting. Um, but like, I, yeah, you get the gene character for like the, the all that, but it is a lot of people. Like, I think that's only there because, I don't know if it's from Prometheus or other stuff they looked at, but a lot of people and things I've read have been like, yeah, a lot of people were kind of blown away that he married her. We all kind of assumed, I, somebody was like, I assumed it was Jean he married. I didn't realize it was... Somebody, woman. you know,
0: completely different. Well, and then and, the, so, like, and then I love the late, like, third act drop of like, oh yeah, this other like quick cut back to party scene. It's like, oh yeah, this other woman that you're having an affair with, mm-hmm. who like we saw for two seconds, and I was like, I love, I loved that that was thrown in because it was just like over oh, the never, fire of like, oh dude, we don't know this guy at all, and we, we, we never will. That's no. the that's, that's the other thing, and that's the that's the crux of this whole movie is well, I think you it, have to make some decisions because at the end of the day we gotta invent something yeah (laughs) and
1: it's like you know i people don't think this way i don't think but like in my head when you add in those layers of like okay there was one woman then he got this woman got pregnant she had her the woman that got pregnant had his kids had issues you see a little bit of what it's like to like you come home you're in los alamos and like you know the kids are going wild and like you just want to sleep but you can't and then, like, you throw in halfway later, oh, yeah, well, he never found out that, like, he, you know, he died not knowing that, like, we, he had his suspicions, but like he never really found out I was sleeping with his wife, too. I would argue, somewhat, that's all post-war. So, like, the post-war, like, swing sentiment of, like, you possibly might have died, and, like, well, if you were going to die, I was going to take care of you, but now that you're not dead, like, could we just swap for a night? And, like, then, you know, will everything will be normal on Monday? Like, I get that whole thing that kind of sp- comes out of that post-war period with the the boomers, as they say, the like baby boomers and all that. All these children, and obviously this
0: dude's fucking like before the war ends, he's got a bunch of kids. So like, well, and know. they vaguely, I'm I'm sure you know they could make a whole other movie, and I think they did a whole television series Processing. about the Los Al or the the project itself, mm-hmm. and because they vaguely reference like, oh yeah, there's been like 200 babies born yeah. here or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. You're like how long have we been here? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, obvi- dude, you're going to tell me there wasn't some like weird swapping and yeah. like wild shit going on behind closed and that's, doors. Or... That's the thing that I feel
1: like I appreciate yeah. more than anything is like this dude <laughs> who was this fucking smart was a little bit socially outcast a little bit. Couldn't really maybe fit in in class. The theory thing was whatever. When he got on with women, he got on with women, but like, It's one of those where I don't necessarily, I'm not trying to argue that like, oh yeah, affairs and adultery ground a character for me. But at the same time, it's like that humanizes a dude way more to me than a, you know, oh, I'm, I'm having second thoughts about the fact that I did this thing. And I'm like, no dude, like I get it. Like one, you made a life and regardless of how you've treated that life, but like if it's annoyed you or like you want to love it but you have this work you have this duty this obligation to this country you love your wife may have, be having postpartum you've taken these people like this but that first one's before they all I'll go to los alamos but like mm-hmm. you know then you move everybody here and there's just a ton of stuff going on and you're just you know you're you're all working towards the same thing it is a it is crazy to think that like they even got it made on one hand just with the and the fact that maybe they only had one spy not a ton but allegedly only confirmed one spy that got some secrets out? Okay, you know. So, but the idea that, like, this, it's like, well, this dude's just like me. I'm not that smart, but, like, I get it. Like, I can understand what it's like to be looked at in a certain way by the people on top and then the people that you're commanding and then the people you go home to and are like, what what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you got? You know, so you add all that in, but then you add the fact that, like, you, tangentially, are responsible for 120,000 dead Japanese people. Not just from the blast, but in the 10 years after the blast, all this shit has happened. And that is on you. No, you didn't drop it, but you fucking built it. You
0: made it possible. Yeah. You are death, the destroyer of worlds. Now, you How live you, with that. Okay so again no no objection to like those storylines being incorporated i just want i i just wanted a little more meat on the bone for like you got these great actresses well, like question, just give them a little more to do that was just my well that my was my question with her. objection
1: i maybe i'm maybe i just wasn't paying attention which i was but it looked like in a shot when they were explaining how she died I could have swore it looked like someone was holding her head underwater. Yes.
0: I Well, again, subjective perspective, that just sequences in color. And I took that in in the moment to be that he, that's him imagining this might have happened to like her. Like someone
1: from the Communist Party did it to her? Or someone from our government did
0: it to her to we disappear don't, her? We don't know. I, t- I took building. it as the government thing because he's speaking, like we're, A we're building speak, up all like that. Just, we're also, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I feel like we can go on and on but like i got i guess we, the biggest surprise for me overall was like i knew he liked michael mann yeah i didn't know he liked oliver
1: stone this much. Dude, I, that was my first thing was like okay i get it we're flipping the jfk shit we saw in the past was black and white in jfk and the present was in color he's flipping it on its head again and he's giving us memento vibes of when we're seeing what i get it i'm here for it Here's, I don't here's I don't know the when thing. they went back in time and they were in a different loop and they were hey. walking backwards, but, like, I get it.
0: Here's the thing. I love JFK. Yes. works and all. Fantastic movie.
1: Gary Oldman's in that movie.
0: Do you know what's better? And it took me a long time to realize this, but I, I will die on this hill. 13 days? This, no, the unofficial sequel. Nixon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stone's director's cut of Nixon. Mm-hmm. It's like three hours and f- like 3.30, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood. Incredible. Hmm. It's a fucking masterpiece. Hmm. And the whole time I was watching Oppenheimer, I was like, or not the whole time, but I mean, in thinking about it afterwards, I was like, that's the movie it like scratches the closest itch to me of it, is actually Nixon, dude. If you yeah. haven't watched Nixon in a while, go
1: throw it on. Well, in the fact that we that we we are purposely given like oh yeah this guy from Massachusetts didn't like you either uh, Kennedy John, John Kennedy he didn't like John Kennedy, he didn't like you either
0: so that's because why you're not. I, I, and good. I mainly say that because JFK, um, you know, is kind of a, kind of misleading. Has not it's not about JFK. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, literally not at all. Yeah. Um, not really an investigation of the man or even what he meant to history. It literally is about the assassination and. It's a giant conspiracy theory. Movie.
1: To that point, do we even have a movie that's about him? I don't feel like we do. I don't know. I feel like I everything so. about him is all like adjacent.
0: I don't you know? uh, Yeah, for the you know ten people like and myself of, that watched Blonde last year, in half the, uh, maybe half the, the, the least time flattering it's Kevin in, a,
1: in, a, in a fucking JFK movie.
0: Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Or Bruce. Uh, Lee. But I I thought of Nixon the most because it was another like reckoning with an extremely complicated figure that has a particular Mm -hmm. what i mean you're
1: what i mean i'm gonna argue like what what was okay so like nixon was the guy that ushered in an era of cynicism and us not trusting our government okay that's cool but like we can kill ourselves with the atomic bomb so like not not, to me it's (laughs) not as polarizing if we're talking about oppenheimer or nixon to me oppenheimer is more polarizing than nixon Yes he did some bad shit. Oh I would
0: yeah. no, I, I, I it was not even a question of that. I was just saying in terms of complicated figures that have maybe a particular occupation in the mind of oh, the yeah. public at large, but trying to like okay, let's let's look at this from like a complete yeah three six, let's try and wrap our arms around it. And in doing so, the movie again, the movie is like even though he's in almost every scene of it, the movie's not really about Nixon, it's about America and, yeah. like at large fucking brilliant so good uh but yeah that's that would be my double feature with this yeah and it would be uh, a long long day okay i have my quibbles like i said it's really just really just directed that i know a lot it seems like the the last half or the last hour the third act has been a little polarizing for some people
1: can i just say what i want to say yeah hey hey rdj how many scenes did you steal today? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: no, it's totally worth it. It works. Um, I, mean... I I was going to jump on your train earlier, but I'll do it now. Um, I think... this. Well, no, my train I, I has no brakes. I didn't, I didn't expect to say this like as kind of one of my big takeaways from just my movie-going experiences in 2023. But I think the thing I like most about this entire movie... It's the fact that somebody let Robert Downey Jr. actually act again. Yes. (laughs) So I actually gave him like a meaty character to portray. And he got to do all the things we love about him as a performer that I feel like I haven't really gotten to fully experience because he's been locked into this one mode for like 15 years. And I didn't know how much I missed it, but it was fucking electrifying and i say that in a movie where killian murphy is doing such like high wire shit so effortlessly that you don't even realize how good it is mhm like he is playing how many so, scenes do they
1: have? they have two scenes together that's it yeah like maybe 3 if you are like the round table the the table sequence of black and white him asking him to, with him and Einstein. And then like, the <laughs> scene, they're not like talking to each other, but the scene where he basically snubs him in front of Congress. Right. That's it. And when you realize all of this shit with Oppenheimer and like how he's remembered afterwards is because this dude got mad at him for snubbing him in front of Congress. Like that's like, fuck you talk about petty. I mean, that's fucking, that's, richard petty 500 miles an hour <laughs> down of a nascar track like yeah. dude all of this for that for what you gonna just you fucking tried your best to dismantle a man because he made fun of you like what, what like in front of congress like what what do you you go through all these links you fucking break all these laws you do all this things like you, you're giving federal like an fbi file you hey why don't you when they do the turnaround and he's in the room with um, what's his face? You said his name earlier, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan yeah. and yeah, and you realize, oh, he was in the room with them as well. I was like, I w- I want to start clapping because I was like, of course, Nolan,
0: like it was you're gonna Strauss give us this. all along. It was and fucking sorry, Strauss the it entire is time, so, dude. I, but it, that is truly when the the Oliver Stone of it all kicks right. in, Where it. you're just like.
2: Oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh, he's doing, he's doing JFK he's to doing
1: that JFK point. Right when now. Rami Malik came and sat down, I was like, I'm here to say, fuck this dude. But basically I'm like,
0: sure you were cheering. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> just okay. Let me ask you. you no, know I quick. have a Malik problem, I dude. Know. As soon as he showed up, I was just like, oh, just get him out of here. Everybody else is
1: fine. Just, just go. You just, just you get... don't, you don't think he deserves the Oscar? Or You just don't think he's that not great for that,
0: that movie? Fuck no. And okay. I, I will, I will okay. boldly no, state as much, fine. dude. I'm not, I'm not diminishing you as an actor for that role. The fact that that received the Best Actor Oscar is a travesty, and it's part of what's wrong with the voting body the man did not even fucking sing i'm sorry yeah. i will i will never let it go he didn't even sing he basically lip-synced a fucking best actor performance fuck off i'm sorry okay i know you love mr robot one of, one of, the, one of my favorite shows. he was all right either. no time to die but i'll even tell you when i re-watched it i had a rough time with him i have like i don't know what i don't it is, get dude. it
1: what it is about him dude it's because he has a twin, right? And you just you have a thing about twins? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You don't know if it's him or his brother, really? You can't tell?
0: I, I tell you what it honestly is. It's his eyes. It's the Pacific. Yeah. The first thing I ever saw him in was in the Pacific, when Homeboy is, like, throwing rocks into the skull of a dead Japanese soldier. Yeah. Uh, that is filled with, like, blood and ash and shit. Mm-hmm. It just very casually. It was like some, like it was some apocalypse now shit all of a sudden in my my band of brothers essentially that i was like whoa where the pacific is different this yeah. is uh go and play but that was my introduction to him as a performer he is very disturbing in that uh that Yo, series yeah yeah he is i watched that and, after uh, i watched band i don't of think i've ever fully recovered from it maybe yeah. that's what it is maybe i just fundamentally don't trust that guy well i'm saying dude if you just which is take why time when he to... showed up in this i was like there's no way he could be an ally yeah, there's no way he could. Even when he it's was doing assured. it, I was like, I was like, I oh, don't. This, I don't trust this coming from Rami Malek. <laughs> like, the scientists were upset. I, 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 are we sure about this? I don't know. All of them, like the <laughs> whole community was. They were all upset. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they
1: didn't like how Strauss was talking about what new news to be. And again, you're Shanghai, You shanghaied <laughs> you? Him. Well, again, it. You're told that like it's the stuff in front of Congress, but. I'm led to believe that it's like, no, it's not that dude. He's just has no idea what he said to Einstein. What the hell did you say to To make (laughs) Einstein not want to talk to me. It's like, I had nothing to do with you, bro. Yeah. And you don't rate at all. And that's the thing. It's like, you're now realizing here's a man who knows that he'll never rate. He'll never be the godfather of the atomic bomb. But he could probably get on this committee somehow and be important, I guess. He'll be the name. And for him to deliver the thing of, like, I gave him what he wanted. He's remembered for the bomb, not for Hiroshima. I did that shit. And this is what happens to me. And, like, look what, you know, I'm getting, you know, you've been telling me this entire time I'm going to be a shoe in. Okay. Oh, it's okay. So instead, now uh, Eisenhower has to be one of like five presidents who didn't get somebody in that it always happens that it's me and i like you look at this fucking stain on my i mean career. as soon
0: as the, again me knowing none of the background or history of this but like within the first like you know 30 minutes of the movie because we're cross-cutting through time and everything but when they're like oh this is totally normal procedure nobody's ever not been confirmed i was like okay well, he's definitely, definitely not, not gonna get, get, get it confirmed right. yeah. to <laughs> and i was like okay yeah. i was like so how's this gonna play and again for me i again was was on the train and then i was i was pretty knocked out by the way he handled everything in the midsection trinity test and the dropping of the bomb and i i what was weird is i was like dude i'm like i'm getting more excited and i was like i i feel like i had the opposite reaction which some people were like oh it just kind of turns into like kind of a courtroom drama conspiracy nope. sort of thing in the back half it's a lot of like talking rooms I was like the whole movie is talking in rooms I'm sorry that's what it is yeah. but some rooms are in others but no. I got so like alright well I, I don't know the rest I, I, I don't didn't know either. the rest of this story I don't know where it's going so I was glued to my seat in the same way that I was in it's like I know how all of this plays out I know hey Trinity test it worked and I, I know what happened with the bomb but I don't know what happened with this guy afterwards and why we've been telling this, this segment Yeah, this in the is 50s. the whole reason I don't why, why we're telling why, th- it's, it's why it's we're like, this. It's almost like
1: it's the whole reason yeah. we're telling this movie. Because what happens to Oppenheimer afterwards when he... The thing I've... I, I don't know if it's actually said in the movie, but the thing I've just been like thinking about when we were going to talk about this was like... The reason why I think he remains... Oppenheimer remains who he is is because despite whatever happened to him, the man while he may morally have not been had as much integrity after creating what he created, he never seemed to waver on the idea that like, yeah, I did it. We should not have used it. It's a danger. Like we need to like, we basically need to like, if we're going to have these, we can have
0: them, but you can't build a hydrogen one. You can't build a bigger one. Also, we need to have open communication, which it seems like the the biggest taboo is suggesting that like, maybe we could talk about this. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to go to the table to have a conversation unless I know I have m- maybe an H bomb in my back pocket. Right. Like I'll let him know about the atom bomb, but I'm not going to tell him about the hydrogen dude, bomb. Okay. Like that, you know, I didn't mention him cause we didn't get to it. <clears throat> Remar coming in oh, for dude, the dude. most stomach churning section of the whole movie to me, even with the visuals that we get when you're in oppie's head or whatever. The, the thing that just, like, the biggest groan in the theater slash, like, just, like, slightly stifled laughter from people who were like, oh, gee, like, one of those was the, um, <laughs> we've reserved Kyoto because of its significance to the uh, to the Japanese people. Plus also, it's moon. where me and my I wife moved and I was just like, you fucking piece dude. of shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Remar absolutely crushes Oof. in, like, three minutes, and I was like, dude, it just, like... They just keep coming, and I was just like, "Dude, he's perfect." And of course, I'm sorry. I also can't like when he comes in in that role that I've seen him in in a thousand, a thousand movies. I am also just like, "Oh, Pineapple Express," (laughs) (laughs) like that's what I mean. Right. Oh God. Yeah.
1: Uh. I mean. I mean, ultimately, you're gonna. You're always like. There's. I, we, we mentioned it with Nixon there are plenty of historical figures that we can point to and we can say you know they deserve this biopic it's interesting with them you know one of my favorite ones up until now was James Mangold directed Walk the Line do we really need to know that no Johnny Cash was he yes great song contributing to American Song but like Johnny Cash didn't build a thing that could destroy <laughs> homo sapiens that could wipe us off the face of this earth. Okay. And to that point, I mean, if that's the standard, we're
0: holding everybody
1: right. to, okay. <laughs> this is the only biopic you make, but it's like, I sent you that thing after when I was driving, I got gas. Like just so as you know, Masha Logan. there's only two people. Now, now there's two people. It's Baz Lerman and Oh Christ. I'm that just can't kidding. be the other. <laughs> no, one. it's not. But like, yeah, I mean, if you if you wanted maybe like pretend that Bruce Wayne was like a real dude, then maybe you could say, yeah, he's already made three biopics. But knowing this subject matter and what it means, I don't think in our modern time, I with us being consumed with like, oh, Elon Musk, is taking over Twitter and this, this guy Zuckerberg made Facebook. I don't think we think and we put enough emphasis on men who did give us things that like because like I think I've said this before. The AI that has been tasked with trying to kill us has mm-hmm. come back and said, I couldn't get into any nukes. I couldn't get into any nukes or any missiles. I think I'm gonna go to social media and I'm gonna turn you against each other. That's, that's my next move, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're focused on like, what's Elon doing? What's Bezos doing? All this stuff. And we forget that mid-century, last century, there was a man who was put in charge of a project to make a weapon. That we had no idea what it was going to do. We had all these theories, but until we actually made it and it worked, did we realize, oh, fuck, we should have done this. We got to put it back in the box. And you can never put what's in Pandora's box back in the box, you know? And that is one of those things that, like, you can graft onto any story. Because just follow me here. With what's happened with social media and everything in the last 20 years. You could make an Oppenheimer esque movie about someone creating Facebook. I'm, again, that's not right. the story of Facebook, I mean, but you could they do did. It of like,
0: It's called the Social Network. Yeah, they did, but it's like one of the best
1: movies of the last twenty. Right, years. but I don't yeah. think it, it doesn't hold that angle of like I shouldn't have done this. I should put it back in the box. It holds the angle of I did it and I just did it and like I, I okay I'm I'm here I am you know I don't feel any sort of regret. He doesn't. I don't feel there's any remorse from him for doing what he did. Why would he have any?
0: No, but that's not the aim of that right, movie. It's not the that's aim not of the movie, what the movie's saying. But, it, and, I, it but is that's, saying and it's not that story. That's not that's that's that
1: story in general. Saying. I don't think he regrets making Facebook at all or losing some friends over it. I think he wants the credit, he got the credit, and now he's having to live with it with being one of like seven people who control what you see on the internet. You know, So there's that. And it may, there may be a time where like we get, I don't think we ever will, but there could be a time in the future where it's not those seven people. It's regulated by a higher power i don't think it would ever get there i don't know how you could regulate it any better but that's the point of like the second half after the trinity test is like who's in charge of regulating what we do with this thing are we going to give it to the guy that made it well yeah we might well wait a minute i don't like that he said this shit about me i'm gonna get rid of his security clearance well, yeah, it's gonna be kind of hard i can do it don't worry i got friends i know people i know how to play the game in politics i'm a shit scientist You know, I never was good. Oh, I trained in engineering, but like, I'm not, I'm a politician. Mm -hmm. I'm not a scientist. And I, you know, so again, I, I, it's almost like it's trying to tell you, you know, you really, if, if you, if you didn't have this little end on the back with this guy trying to like dick over this dude over like a perceived slight, maybe you do. Maybe we all know Oppenheimer's story. Maybe there's more books written about him. Maybe there's more things, but as we're turning in the latter half of the fifties into the sixties and whatnot, he's being like picked apart and doesn't help us do anything else scientifically. And he just kind of I think he went down to like the Virgin islands or like St. John's for a while. He had some very, like very, you know, he got, when he did come out in public and like talk about anything, he was very careful with what he did and said in the latter half of his life and all that. Mm -hmm. But it, it, he still remains one of these people that's like, you can't really fault him for doing what he did because of his realization after what he did of like, I probably shouldn't have done this. And I told myself I should have. It's my fault. I'm not just going to live with it. I, I have to, but I'm not just going to sit back and live with it. I'm going to do what I think I can, anything I can, to try and talk to people about it and make them aware of like, we should never use this. The only thing we should do, if you're going to do anything, Make more of what we have so we have more than them so that we're at this stalemate of like, right. you won't use them and we won't use them. We all know what can happen. And that's why I think it's brilliant that the movie ends with like the earth essentially being eviscerated by this like, you know, nuclear explosion. Because we've seen it since the beginning, the swirls of the lights and the dots and everything. When you've that one shot of the bomb of the, you know, the, the test explosion where you're in the flame, but you're still seeing what we've seen in his mind's eye or like whatever mm-hmm. of how he sees the world, that was probably the most beautiful shot to me. Because it's like, yeah, of course. It that he's he's always known somewhere in the depths of his brain that's what this is gonna do. He's not hundred percent sure, but he knows that this is kind of what he's gonna see whenever this bomb goes off. You know? But I also think you could have just fucking subbed in the end of uh Doctor Strangelove and it still would have been just as cool, <laughs> you know? Would have a bit of bold move. <laughs> Colorize him. That's it. <laughs> just put them in color and that's that.
0: That's the only money you spend on CGI, yeah. just
1: like retrofitting retro those to be in color. And yeah. That's
0: that. Um, Very, very effective movie. Yes. Uh, one of the best of the year. Definitely won't be the last time we talk about it. It will be up for all sorts of awards, I am sure. I do just want to say one time, just to close out of the end, we've said the name Oppenheimer a lot, but we've only said Killing Murphy like two or three times. Yes. Um. I was very excited when he was announced as the lead of this, just as a fan of him for many, many years. Yes. And, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those weird things to be like, Oh, I root, I root for this person that I don't even know. But yeah. ever since 28 days later, we've just been like, that's one of our dudes and he's never ever anything less than super compelling and awesome to watch. And I think this is like his, like definitive performance and again i think it's again so good and you you underestimate it's like he he is practically at the center of the frame for three fucking hours and like all of these big capital m movie stars orbiting around him but it's all in service of his central Mm. performance and at the end of the day i'm like He's the one you never take your fucking eyes off of, even with this whole cavalcade of stars around him. Uh, he's just completely magnetic and completely enigmatic, which is exactly what you need. I'm, si- I, I'm sitting there for three hours trying to read the performance of like, well, what is he thinking? How does he actually like feel about this ultimately mm. on the inside? Not what he's necessarily putting out there, but like how does he really feel about this in his soul? And it he holds you with those fucking piercing blue eyes, stuck in that question for three fucking hours, um, and so does the incredible fucking Ludwig Granson score. And this is also, oh my god, her name escapes me. This is one of the best edited movies oh, yeah, like I have ever seen. But even in the Nolan catalog, which are uh, very much known for their, I, and I, let me look her up. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. I guess Jennifer Lame who also <laughs> let me just take you through her Please do. Okay. Oh, cut her teeth on a lot of Baumbach movies, which is interesting. He hmm. co wrote uh Barbie, which is relevant. Hmm. But uh she edited Manchester by the Sea, Tyrell, Hereditary, Marriage Story, *Tenant*, hmm. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and now Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, holy shit. Worked as Apprentice editor on Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, oh, the wow. Sydney Lumet movie. Um been around for a while, but yeah, uh, probably her most high-profile thing. Also worked on *Midsummer*, Judas and the Black Messiah, Don't Worry Darling, and Blonde as an additional editor. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, she crushed it. Great job. Um, yeah, go see it if you haven't seen it. I, I doubt you listened to this conversation if you I haven't seen it. I would hope you it. didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, again, an appropriately, uh, like, tonally hit the mark for what I thought this needed to be. Um and is one that I definitely has I I've, I've thought about a lot since you know, I left it. It has stuck with me. You know
1: who I really want their opinion on this movie of? Who's that I want Hideo Kojima's opinion. I was on this I, I was trying I to figure think. out a
0: way to work him into the conversation yeah, I because I when we were talking about Lynch earlier I was like to me the kind of three signature artists of this era that have done content surrounding this that I think is relevant. Hideo's the other one that comes to mind, which I always think there's been this weird conversation, but I'd like I've never heard Nolan talk about him publicly. But mm-hmm. I know Hideo was a big fan of him. Right. But again, there was parts of Tenet where I was like, "This is some of these sequences are like the closest thing I'll get to like seeing a Kojima movie like mm-hmm. in live action." Almost like he was flirting
1: um, with him on the movie, like, "Hey, yeah, I, I, I see bit. you. I know." I, I, Honestly, I'm a fan, but yeah. I'm
0: not going to come out and say it. I'm not going to come out. There and meet were elements you just, yeah. of that, and the when I that's when I kind of clicked in with Tenet, where I was like, dude, imagine Hideo wrote this dialogue, right? And it was in a video game, not in an, It'd make a summer blockbuster. Yeah. You would just be rolling with it. Why are you putting up this weird like barrier? I was like, just imagine Hideo wrote this movie, and I and every time I rewatch it, I like it more and more. And you're going to tell me that, like, that final sequence with the temporal pincer movement and the way they're dressed is not, like, he has to have played a Metal Gear game at some point. Or seen a kid of his play it or something. But you said you never played 5, correct? No,
1: I have Ground Zeroes and 5 on top of the PS5 waiting
0: to start a game. I don't know if you know about this big gambit in 5 which was the whole base building mechanic. Yeah, you build the base, and then if everybody got rid of their nukes, you would get like he a certain... built a whole yeah. asynchronous multiplayer mechanic around the idea of, I can't manifest nuclear disarmament in the real world. Let me see if I put it in the hands of people who have been playing my games for decades at this point, mm-hmm. where I have made so many impassioned pleas for like, the tearing down of the military industrial complex Mm -hmm. as much as i make it look cool as shit in all of this the kind of core of every one of those games is that war is terrible and we need to stop doing it to each other okay and he builds in this whole mechanic where 1963 he's born yeah
1: not even not even Oh, absolutely! In like the he shadow of it, and
0: he's talked about it very. It. very much. I'm no, I'm very curious, and I know he saw it. I mean, he's very active on Instagram. I'm, but he doesn't, he doesn't write long form on his social media. He pretty much just like posts pictures of this is what I'm doing in my life. I know he has seen it, but yes, I would be so fascinated to hear what he thinks of it, and maybe we'll get an interview at some point. But yeah, like Phantom Pain builds this whole mechanic around what if. My online community, essentially, of these players had the ability to collectively decide to to do to nuclear disarm. disarmament. Yeah. And guess what? It didn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it's and I, I have to imagine it's like, yes, it, it he probably hoped, like, oh, this would like a, be a beautiful statement. But I do remember checking in on it, like, you know, into the lifetime of that game and no it had only gotten worse where people were like hoarding them and like invading each other's bases and like there was one there were some crusaders who were like no I'm trying to like take this person's base out so that I can disarm their stuff but it was like you know there was good and bad actors but ultimately we couldn't get everybody on the same page of like let's just all if we all just do it at the same time like same time we're good and
1: if you Uh, can't get a bunch of nerds in their basement to do it how the hell are you gonna get heads of state to do it that yeah
0: uh, it's a sad sentiment. Yeah. Fascinating. Again, the fact that that was in a video game, mm-hmm. and the fact that we're talking about a movie that was released as ostensibly a summer blockbuster that is a three-hour talky-ass biopic about the guy who
1: made the A bomb. Uh And then spent uh, the rest of his life trying not to have an H
0: bomb built. Yeah. I. Ju- I guess. I guess my biggest thing I'm saying is like. What else do we have to make we just about? get? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> can we? Can we? Do more things in in this vein. Can we put more money into like. I miss these. I miss these movies. A big old splashy historical drama. About a complicated figure. That I don't know much about. Lay it on me dude. Yeah. With
2: somebody who but has it's, a, a. But is somehow a like a defining figure.
1: It. In like human. Like the race homo sapien. Like walking talking upright. Not on your knuckles. Complex thought all that. This dude. This guy gave them the ability to blow themselves up okay Okay. it took 1,945 years or so give or take i don't remember the exact year it was made i know when it was dropped not when they actually so i'm assuming like 44 45 it took that many years for a human to figure out how to end us and it's amazing that it hasn't happened yet and i hope that i never leave never never live to see it happen because, again, you said there were people who were upset that they didn't get to see it. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, if you've seen Terminator again, 2, you've I've seen people every... People weren't
0: saying that outright. But the way they were, but the way they were dancing it. around saying that they were disappointed well, was no. fascinating to well, read. And is here's all the thing, I was you
1: don't have to be disappointed. You can come out and say, like, dude, you know, if you'd actually... Sh- if we'd have watched a Chris... Where's the
0: money shot, bro? Dude, it, Think about there, it. There's definitely people who had that reaction.
1: But here's the thing. How do we know that a Chris Nolan nuclear... Hiroshima Holocaust money shot. How do we know that tomorrow everybody's at the table? You know what? We ought to think twice about him. I'm gonna get rid of him. You wanna get rid of him? Yeah. Do you see Oppenheimer? Yeah, I saw Oppenheimer. Yeah, we do. We should totally get rid of him. Like, even Russia comes in, it's like, yeah, we saw it and we think we ought to get rid of him. Like, how do we not know that the way he would actually capture that? I mean, he probably has no desire to probably made it. He probably said, You know what? It's funny that this guy got mad at him. For a snub, I'm gonna start the movie about this. Uh, Who gives like I'll tell you all the other stuff you gotta know. But isn't it crazy that this dude that did this something this monumental, this guy's just pissed off at him because he said some shit about him in Congress
0: and spent the rest of his so days so it's really just another movie about directors hating critics Right. he's just pissed off yeah, about people exactly. not liking Tenet and he's trying to remind him about that's exact- I made the Dark Knight that's like,
1: what I said at the beginning this is his makeup for Tenet son of a bitch he really had me fooled mm-hmm.
0: I thought he'd really grown as well. right. a <laughs> filmmaker yeah. I thought he knew Again, how smart I was I, you know you know what Tarantino loves feet Christopher Nolan loves not writing three-dimensional women, so maybe we just we just have to let it go. That like that's that's your thing, dude. That's your one your one glaring flaw that everybody points out every time out, and you just like maybe I guess you just start leaning into it. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I bring it. I, the main reason I brought it up is I was just like, it's the one thing people harp on him about constantly, like basically since Inception, but the dead wife thing. Of just like he doesn't know how to like have a woman unless they're just like a catalyst for. for or something they're bad shit such. crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that threat too. I also I rewatched Insomnia and in my head I was like, dude, that was Hilary Swank like coming off of Boys Don't Cry like that's the third lead in that movie. And then I rewatched it and I was like, she has like two scenes, right? <laughs> and again, I give that I give that one a little bit of a pass because it's a it's a remake. And I don't know how that character was presented. What about like in the first Carrie Ann
1: Moss in Memento? Do we not think that that's she's not? That, that's
0: enough? that's great. And, and you know who co-wrote that movie? Who? Jonathan Nolan, his brother, who also wrote on Westworld, which has some pretty fantastic female characters. I'm just saying. You got Teddy Newton. Like, you got new no complaints. I just mean, I feel like when he when they went their separate ways, he lost. He doesn't have all the juice on his own. Maybe they need to get back together. I was just saying. I was just saying. Just know. to write, not to direct. Just to write. I also think he could just let somebody else write one of these bad boys. Period. Not that I thought this was a bad script in any way. Of I won't point that out. Um, okay. We liked it a lot. Now, if we can transition from arguably the most important figure in American history, we'll talk about the actual most important figure in American history, uh, Mr. Thomas Cruise uh Maypother. Thomas uh, Cruise Maypother, yes. Who <laughs> who did release a movie, goddammit. He you has know, one too. you know what Killian Murphy you know Murphy forget it. You know what okay. Killian
1: Murphy didn't do? He didn't throw himself off a goddamn cliff six times just for you. He sure didn't. You uh, know what? Chris Nolan, Killian Murphy, they didn't come up before the movie and say, Hey, we had a great time making <laughs> this.
2: Didn't we did it just so for you. Weird. Oppenheimer was a very, okay.
1: very complicated man, but we feel we've got him on the screen and please enjoy. We did we didn't hear any of that shit. We we're just like, and the movie starts. So yeah,
0: maybe a little bit before, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Before I saw either of these movies, I did I, this before we get into Dead Reck, sorry, but before I saw Barbie or Oppenheimer, I did I think I was talking to our good friend Sunshine Mayfield and I was like, dude, you know it'd be really wild if I went in <laughs> if I went in tomorrow and they were just they were totally flipped. Like the Oppenheimer movie was this like metatextual satire. <laughs> About American consumerism, but still about the same subject matter. And the Barbie movie was a dark meditation about the the nature of humanity and like right. all I was like, what if the tonally they just they are actually flipped and we don't know it yet? Right. And I still I think that would be kind of fun. And I'm, I look forward to the SNL sketch that is a bastardized version of what I just described. You know it's, it's just
1: coming. the movie Barbenheimer. That's all it's going to be. I know,
0: but the the <laughs> way that they do it is like it's going to seem like a great, like, oh, what a great concept. But they're not going to fully execute on it. I, you know, But I look forward to watching it. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Dead Wreck, part one. This is going to be a bit of a truncated conversation. Yeah, but we talked about it at the opening, but I mean it's still we, it's still up there, dude. Okay. I'm still excited. Well, the whole po- the whole reason here is to knock out our categories. We gave our rough thoughts. We fucking loved it. It was yeah. great. It was I a great time at the movies. It was I I was on a cloud afterwards. Yeah. Um but yeah, we had a great time with it. I'm I'm going to go back before it leaves theaters. Okay. I want to see it one more time. Yeah. Um in reassessing now that we've had some distance from it, I've listened to a couple podcasts on it. I've, I've relived the movie emotionally. Um, I, I like. I, I gotta see this baby again, man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited to go back a second time. I think I'm gonna. Not that I bumped on hardly anything, but I think it's just gonna. I can I can't wait. I also just can't wait to have this one on Paramount Plus where I can just. Oh yeah. re really it over and over again. Um. We
1: don't yeah. have to talk stunts. We know what that major one with that is. Let's get into Best Boy on the Team.
0: Who, are we, who are we going with the team? Um, okay. We had some highlight moments for pretty much everybody. Right. Okay, Ben Benji gets the the bomb diffuse where he's like the answer is friendship, yeah. like yeah, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luther gets like really nails the emotional. Okay, we couldn't talk about it. We couldn't talk about it. I forgot. Yeah. So spo- are spoilers. spoilers are off. Let's go. My, my big, it's been controversial. It's been I've seen a lot of people, some people came out on the other side. Some people were very anti this. I knew it was going to be divisive in the fandom. They killed Ilse Faust. Yeah. Okay. I kind of knew they were going to do it. We, we said as much. Yeah. We were like, if you really want to have a punch, you do that because it's like the lost potential. You know, it's like Benji would have would be a gut punch luther is almost off the table where it's like can't. we riot like you need to end the series mm-hmm. if you do that
1: but you can't do anything so, without luther and his skills right benji and, was kind of the guy in the van for a minute but it's obvious like he's got to be the guy with the tech on the ground while luther is always going to be the guy in the van absolutely you know
0: uh so that's kind of the biggest sticking point for a lot of people and i was basically what you hear me saying on that that live reaction is I was like, all right, I'm enjoying Grace. I'm enjoying the Haley Atwell character. Mm -hmm. But when I basically had pieced together, I was like, oh, shit. We're definitely going to kill Ilsa. I immediately had that reaction of just like, dude, you're just going to sub her in here? Like, we really can't have more than one brunette. Like, they they really can't have, like, multiple females in the the cast on the team. Like, we're really going to do this shit, and you're just going to expect me to just, like... Let her in and be as into it as I was. Like I would like we've is had two. A Christopher Nolan movie? I'm like exactly. <laughs> I'm like, we've had two movies with Ilsa, dude. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break here. And then It doesn't matter. And then fucking fucking McCory yeah. works his little screenplay magic and they mm-hmm. give they give Ving a few lines and they give Tom a few reaction shots to play. And they do this scene where they kind of bring the whole fucking movie together and I'm like oh shit I've been I've been watching her origin story this whole time Mm -hmm. didn't even realize it yep and it's that moment like I said it to you in the parking lot but it's she's like why 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 did you save me who am I to you essentially you don't know me doesn't matter and it's just like it doesn't matter and Luther gets that great bit of she's like you know were, were you very close referring to Ilsa and he's like in our way and you're just like dude that's what I fucking love about these movies is like I don't imagine them all like hanging out having a beer but I also imagine that like when they're on the job together like these people are fucking bond and in a way that I just I don't know I just buy it more mm-hmm. than I do in some bullshit family 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 way that like Fast and the Furious wants to present it to me where I'm just like no that. I feel like just through the organic plot of these movies and the time we spent with these characters, I just like these people. I like this crew. I like hanging out with them. I'm invested in them. I worry when they're in peril, even though I kind of in the back of my head, I'm always like, it's going to work out okay. We'll figure um, it out. Until it until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And again, so it, it assuaged my fears, and they really, by the time they get to the end of this, and it being like a, a beginning middle and end for the grace character of like okay now now she can be part of the team in part 2 I'm totally in I buy it it's a different dynamic um and again it, there's hard it's hard for me to not be like you know Rebecca Ferguson's in super high demand they probably mm-hmm. needed to write her out of this in a certain way like maybe mm-hmm. this could and I know that these movies are somewhat written on the fly yep. like they've been very upfront about that and I think they needed a big death and ultimately it works because they earned it in what is the the best type of these sequences you can do to me, which is one where I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's coming. I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't happen. Duh, no, no, no. And just ringing as much tension of that. As, as you can because it's one of the best sequences where the entity, which the more and more I think about it, dude, I know people think this is like a cheat code for the screenplay and it just like it's yada yada. I think it's such a fucking cool concept yeah, for a Mission Impossible movie and for the metatextual reading of like it is Tom Cruise versus AI it's just fun, dude. It's just fun. It's the like, I'm, I'm the savior of fucking movies and now I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm going to use my franchise entertainment to save you all from the downfall of, of AI, which seems very ironic. Why can't, but... why can't you just use the church to stop the strike, Tom? Come
1: on, buddy. That's what okay. we're striking over right now. It's it's AI versus you. I, I know you're insane.
0: I love I Trejo on the side. He's like, we, we can't all be Tom Cruise. I'm like, yeah, I know, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I'm over here. I got a taco stand. I got fucking, I'm making hot sauces. I got my Instagram I'm like... I did five movies this year before the strike, you know, but like he's got
1: to have it somewhere. Like it's got to be somewhere. Like he's got to be banking stuff. I can't imagine that nobody has stepped in and said, "Hey, let me manage that for you, Danny." Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just the face. But at the same, yeah. But at the same time, like I don't think Tom Cruise is doing this for the money. He's doing this for love of the game, baby. I mean, he gets to oh, do oh, absolutely. You know, you could. I, I'm willing to bet you, if they were like, you don't get a dime no salary but we'll pay you in whatever metric whatever points on the back end of whatever you make in china or something i don't think he'd give a shit it's like you green light the budget i'm good yeah i'll work for free put my money into the movie i don't give a shit that motherfucker loves movies and that's the one i don't i I, sometimes i have my question like like just thinking about it like what we just talked about is like I don't really know if like Christopher Nolan loves movies. He likes films. But like <laughs> Tom Cruise loves movies because movies those things don't always go to
0: theaters, but films do. So like I would actually argue that's 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 the constant tension of Nolan is him warring between I love movies but I also love films. Right. I think that's that's the kind yeah. of the crux of him where he can't just admit how much he likes movies. Right. He's got to be too into films or right. cinema. So his next movie needs to be,
1: <laughs> which is partly Tom yeah. Cruise having a conversation with Soderbergh
0: about movies and films. I I was gonna say that is the ultimate. Could we get them together? But I I don't think it would work at all. I just cause why don't, I don't you think so? You think it's just too big? I think one hundred percent. I think it's too big. I think that's the equi- That would be the equivalent now of when. Tommy hooked up with Spielberg in the minority report era.
1: Okay, let me. Ask that's
0: you this. what that would be. That would be I'm going. I'm coming to play with you, but I'm kind of surrendering myself. Kind of the last time he ever did that, but that's still on the back end of the PTA and the Kubrick experiences. I'm just saying, and I don't think you ever get him. I don't think until he crosses over into like true old man territory are you ever going to get another I surrender myself I think it is it is the Tom show and that's why that's why there's only a certain amount of people allowed in that orbit and right now it's Joseph Kaczynski right it's fucking uh, (laughs) McHugh and I think I guess Doug Lyman is still still kind of allowed in there but that's it it's those three guys because those are three guys he can own it's like no you're never gonna tell me like oh but I wanna do it this way like you're you know Mm-hmm. but he can't do that with Christopher Nolan right well see here's my question though and Christopher yeah. Nolan I don't think would would kowtow well, to, to a Tom probably Cruise. not but let's say the entity I don't think he goes in for
1: that shit let's say the entity tells him Tom you want the golden statue don't you you gotta give yourself the way to do it. A, that's, that's the only outcome if I'm looking at every algorithm I'm using the entity to pro- process all this shit it's Nolan Cruz equals Oscar, best actor best actor Delusion, the, the the thing that's eluded him
0: his entire career. He's, al- he's already worked with Scorsese, so I was gonna say, yeah, it's definitely not I going mean, back what? to the Scorsese. Well, you know, uh, PTA and him are estranged. I feel like Postmaster, whether they talk about it or not, I've just always assumed it was like, oh, you made you made
1: you made, made fun t- gentle fun of my boy, like you made fun of my church, my dad. I
2: don't
0: know. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. God, I mean, that movie's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, I was just sitting over here thinking about the Master for a minute. <laughs> but again, it's
1: like, you know, again, I, I, sorry, he's one of, but again, it's
0: one of those, like you're there for him. We're sitting here. Yeah. We, we got totally lost on dead wreck. We, we fucking loved it. Let just, obviously you said the bike set piece, you, you almost wrote it off. Like we don't need to pick one. Here's my thing though. We talked about this a little bit afterwards. We all knew the bike stunt was coming and it's buried pretty deep in the movie. Yeah. I didn't know that train shit was coming. Now I did watch a trailer afterwards, where I realized they show you all of that, mm-hmm. but I had not seen any of that right. set piece yet. So that was a total surprise for me, and I thought I knew we were going to get whole, on a train. The whole experience of the train, the fighting on top, the interior stuff, the cat and mouse, the the face mask, and then when it goes off, like I thought, I thought the whole third act was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, pretty glorious. Shea Wiggum and uh, Tarzan, just like yeah. These guys are always going rogue. The the met the meta shooting dude. Shit yeah, team. it's so perfect. Loved it. What I did you know think of you... this being the first time that a
1: villain has gotten away? I mean, I get the entity is the villain, but like the metaphysical dude, bad dude, Richie Valens' brother. Like he. Um,
0: What's well, on pause? Because I feel like. He, but still... he got away.
1: Like he's still like, he's not dead.
0: But this is part one, right? I'm but like saying. I'm saying,
1: like, like we we enter with, oh boy killing girl in the music thing and by the end of the movie that guy's in the same box tom cruise was in and he's done right, right. we haven't had one move we haven't had a villain move from movie to movie
0: you yes know? but we also haven't had a part one part
1: two yet right but like we had female move from movie to movie with elsa yeah one two three movie we never had a villain go one two so like um, what i'm asking is did you expect that with it being a part one Or were you thinking, like, well, once I know it's the entity, like, if
2: dude dies, I could give a
0: shit. I knew he wasn't going to kill him. Yeah, he can't. Because only he he knows what it unlocks. Well, so because he's Ethan Hunt and Luther told him not to. And I was like, he's just not going to do it. Yeah. Like, um, so I knew that was off the table. Uh, But I I, I mean, I knew it in the moment. I was like, he's going to pocket the key. Like, we're going to win. We're going to win. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a win for a second. But You can't
1: have that whole scene in the airport where they're constantly pickpocking each other I, and not I have that. I also that be the just reveal.
0: feel like the backstory is still intentionally vague enough that I feel like there's another shoe to drop in part two where we get just a little bit more of what that was and who Maria Marie I forget what they call her. But whoever that woman was to him, I feel like we're not done with that fully yeah, and the so only... therefore we're not going to fully close the book on Gabriel but I also think part 2 could open up and we think it's going to be this big thing and it's actually a fake out and Gabriel like gets iced out in the opening maybe by somebody else who's just like the entity's using this guy now and surprise surprise and now Ethan doesn't get his catharsis of bringing him in I, you know I don't know but uh, I, di- I didn't think too much about it beyond i was just like well he's been established as like this is the dude the entity needs him because it's like this would be his greatest adversary from an emotional perspective yeah so this is the guy i've chosen to go up against him and so all that tracked for me and i was just like oh they live to fight another day i didn't think too much of it did you you know do you think he's the ultimate i guess that's the other thing is like it feels a little cheaty to me
1: honestly that he didn't. No, no. It feels a little cheaty that we're just we're just doing this now and like, though know, it's this dude, because like he's not physically
0: imposing. You didn't like the retrofitting. It was I would him it, into the backstory.
1: I would if you're gonna retrofit anything, just tell me Jim Phelps didn't die. Just tell me he made it off that helicopter and was able to like.
0: Do you we know, know, really want Voight back in these movies though?
1: Doesn't have to be Voight. It could be anybody. He's gonna have aged severely by now it would okay. be decrepit. Sure. Give me give me Voight, not Voight the actor. Give me Jim Phelps as decrepit Gary Oldman from Hannibal. You can't recognize him. He's been pulling <laughs> the fucking strings the entire time.
0: Okay. Don't all these dudes. He is the head of the syndicate. I, again, who created well, the mean, syndicate? We, we he talked did. about this, and again, if it, if it didn't play for you, it didn't play for you, but I felt like the reaching back to a pre-IMF, Ethan was to kind, kind of in, do this tandem echo yeah. of what's going on with Grace. Right. So that's why, that it, the, that's why it worked for me and didn't feel like a cheat <laughs> to bring him in or, like, add this emotional weight to it. Now, I do agree. It's like, so we had this whole emotional arc with the Michelle Monaghan character and her being in peril in 3. We make our peace with it by the end of Fallout. Where she was in kinda, peril again We kind of put that to bed. Mm-hmm. We have Ilsa who we now really like and care about. It seems like there's something happening with them. I do I do get the like maybe it's a little excessive to introduce yet another brunette, Emmanuel Bear from the first ones of Brunette. Like, I mean just like they're you know. Mm-hmm. Is it Bioshock? There's always a lighthouse, there's always a, a yeah. brunette who has to die? I don't know. But it just I, I get it on that level of like it's kind of an easy cheat code. Do you think the brunette
1: always dying is like a code for something about his first wife?
0: Because Mimi Rogers was a brunette, right? I don't know.
1: Could be. You gotta dig deep with these. You never know what it could be.
0: That's my thing. And like again, so love the movie, but it's a like So Gabriel didn't totally work for you, or or the retrofitting you didn't like that? I don't like
1: it, what it posits is that literally i could go to my car tonight and somebody could come up to me and be like hey hold on to this and eventually you're going to have to take this choice are you in or are you not a man will come and see you and you can choose to accept or not accept and he just runs off it just the the, the framing of like how people got into the imf and i get that they no, frame no, it and no, they that's shoot. what i was
0: saying is i think it's I filled in my own backstory, but again, I took it as Ethan was, like, probably a pickpocket or a thief of some sort. Just because he's good with sleight of hand, which we echo in the movie. But, hold hold on. This is my headcanon. I'm not saying this is what the movie presents to you.
1: Well, no, because the first one says, like, oh, Jim, you were on a recruiting thing? Cushy Hotel, whatever? As if to say that, like, Jim Phelps recruited me somehow. So, unless... Unless this incident with that is like such, because the way that it's for it's like, the way that it's given to me, it makes me think that either like, you know, he was pushed into doing this, and like, you know, he lost somebody, uh, an innocent, and now he won't ever forgive himself. He just gonna he decided to take the oath. Maybe he didn't want to. He was gonna just do this thing for whatever, get out. Never was gonna say no. No, was gonna say no. I'm not doing this. I'm just. I'm doing this one thing and I'm gone. Or just something that, like, I wasn't given enough of, of what the other life was to feel the weight and to feel like, okay, I get it. I mean, it, this is going to sound like bullshit. You could have told me that, like, they were, they were like, fucking the system. They were going up as just two dudes, pickpockets, hackers, whatever dudes, using their skills to get one over on somebody. And he got double-crossed. But the the thing that sells me on him as, like, a villain cause I don't mind him as the villain is when, how many times have you ever heard Ethan yell abort, get out. You haven't in anything since the first one. And this is the but first time as he sees him. Yeah. He's He's like, Nope, we're done. Get the fuck out of here. Now. Don't follow me. Get out. Go. Because whatever, because whoever that woman was, that experience was that traumatizing to him, you know? And I just, I don't know if it needed to be a different person. I don't know if I needed to know exactly who he was other than he's just from another life. But I like the actor. Isai Morales. That his name? I like him. think he's great and everything. He certainly gives you that with, like, how elegant and smooth he is and how he can kind of glide in and out and, like, is, quote, unquote, all-knowing. And as soon as he realizes, well, he isn't at the end and he's like, you know, fuck, I think I messed up. Like, okay, I get it. Like, he, he peeds on that level too. But it's just, I guess I... I guess I would have I would have loved to have a cold open cuz we waited a minute for the fuse to get lit in this,
0: right? Uh definitely the longest right.
1: like so if you're going to do that keep it the same runtime but give me whatever caused Ethan to do that, give me that as my cold open. Even if it's not that you don't have to make it that long, but make it look like it's something that's nowadays. I again date it subtly without telling me it's 10 20 30 years ago. Have it happen and then don't tell me about it, right? So that when he shows up again, you're like, "Dude, that was the guy from earlier." And then you let him explain, "Hey, that was a past life." So we've seen the dude, we've seen what happened to Ethan. We see his gut-raw reaction of, "Oh my god, no, I've lost this woman." So we already know he we already know he doesn't like losing women, but we already established early on he lost a woman. Maybe he's never gotten over it. If we're setting that up, because you're going to lose another woman, wouldn't you rather have that emotional punch in the first part to kind of reel you in to be like, okay, I I guess you're telegraphing it now. But if I didn't know by now, I do know that it's not about, oh, I got to get her because I got to save her, whatever. It doesn't matter what level he is to her. You save any life you can, and any loss of life is not acceptable, especially if it's a woman, and especially if it's a woman that you kind of care about more than just I just bumped into you on the street, you mm-hmm. know, because the thing I did buy in three, I totally bought that. He was hard down in love
0: with Michelle Monaghan and he was ready to give up this life, quote unquote, to be. with I, her. I've seen you some know? people where they're like, oh, they could have made it as simple as that. But I'm like, but they already kind of put that character to bed. So it's like bringing her back. In. I get I get it's weird. I, I still and I could be totally wrong about this, but I just don't think we're done with that. I don't think we're fully done with that backstory and how he. Yeah, I, mean, I would hope we he get. Got I want into more. Things. Yeah, that's what you know, I want. But again, my head was just like the IMF. The recruiting that you're talking about is they kind of have their feelers out for like, oh, this person hacked this, or like, did the you know they're kind of waiting in the wings because you know they operate in the shadows, and so when somebody pops on their radar, like oh, they got picked up for this by the FBI or Interpol or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, an IMF guy gets sent out and he kind of casually is like, give me five minutes in the room when we talk to this guy. And they present him with the choice of like, hey, facing some serious charges, blah, blah, blah. That all being my headcanon of how this works, I was like, Gabriel was a dude they were looking at.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Tom's again in my head like a pickpocket a low-level criminal a con artist probably smooth or whatever he you know
1: the IMF get, stumbles upon get, him because they're get, looking at Gabriel kind of thing
0: yeah because he gets in with what I assumed was Gabriel's woman yeah Um, in some capacity and the classic like oh you you know
1: Revenge Kevin Costner we
0: got it. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. That's that in that flashback. That's the dynamic yeah. I put on all of this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but that's what I thought was going on. In my head for and a split I second I thought it was of, Sarah from the first one.
1: The woman looked kind of like her. I was like, "Oh, is he going to stab put, her like she was Jean Renault?" Re,
0: again, they could recut it yeah. in such a way where you know, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I didn't bump on it too bad. I agree. I don't I think the move towards them not bringing in like a big heavy heavy like somebody you would traditionally expect is again another just kind of solid move in the direction of like these movies are about the team mm-hmm. and you know buried beneath all of that is like nobody can really be bigger than Tom in here like mm-hmm. ever again I think that's why you're never going to see a PSA I feel like he knew we needed Phil in three to like mm-hmm. what's the one thing we haven't really had in this franchise so far, a fucking killer villain. Like, who's nobody's really done a killer villain recently? We got one. All right. I'm going to get the best actor of his generation to come play the bad guy. And I think he did it. it get, it's like the core of what kind of elevated that movie beyond it just being like super solid and really well executed. Is mm-hmm. like you can also point to, dude, come on, Owen Davian. Like, you know, I don't know what he wanted exactly, but he I was knew, just inconvenienced. i knew he
1: wanted it <laughs> he was <Yeah>. inconvenienced <laughs> exactly. that's all the only reason is because you stuck him out of a plane and you know he basically was like i'm just yeah i a hope a petty a whole grudges yeah just like uh, rdj
0: exactly so team we got lost in the sauce on team members uh can i can i give it to somebody who's not official yet sure i really i really like paris Pomp clementif oh
1: yeah
0: i think she's gonna be on i think she's gonna be on the good side next time I think you, got, I mean, fast you got me you got to with her. you can't you but,
1: can't you can't say oh she still got a pulse and not have her come back like this, what's the whole point of that line if you're just gonna let oh her absolutely die? Yeah. so yeah but I could,
0: yeah i could see that uh but no actual team member uh I don't know. I, what'd you think about Luther? Like literally packing his shit up. Like before the third act, we just like, y'all about to go do the physical stuff. Uh, I gotta, I gotta check. It I out. got I gotta be with an entity can't find. Me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you
1: getting all your offshore accounts in order and just going to tip off and just go down to the Bahamas and hang?
0: Yeah. Cause like, you know, we're fucked. I think we're going to put Luther on ice for a little bit and we're going to do, we're going to take a chunk of, of part two. And we're going to kind of be like, yo, where he, where, where's he at to the point where you forget about him and he's going to swoop in and do some cool shit. What I would like to see before this franchise is over, just because the man's been behind a desk for a long time. I want to see Ving Rhames rack a fucking shotgun and take out a few guys who are trying to, who are trying to come in. (laughs) Yes. I want that energy from the basement at Zed's. I just (laughs) want to do it. Step aside, butch.
1: (laughs) Step aside, Ethan.
0: (laughs) Dude. But no, I'm like, before the franchise is over, can we let, can we let Luther Stickle just like, just let loose with a sawed off? Just,
1: I just want, no, I want the next one to (laughs) open. I want the next one to open. And this is what's going to happen to him. It opens on the back of his bald head with a bandaid, right? The best fucking performance of the back of a head you've ever fucking seen. The other one was Pulp Fiction and it was him. (laughs) So that and... I like the idea because it's like, yeah, I'm manipulating you. But like, what if the next time we hear from Luther, it's not Luther.
0: It's the entity. That that, that could be very, I mean, that was, that was one of my, that was, that was a bit here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With Benji and all that. But to the point that like, he said, he's going off to be able to help you. And he goes off and you know, the entity might've heard that. And so the entity is slowly waiting. And the minute that you jack back in to like, see what's going on. Ethan, I need you to come here. Like I'm, I'm staying at this place and the entity can keep Luther from getting in touch with him, you know, but it yeah. becomes this whole cat and mouse thing of like, is this the real Luther talking to me? And maybe it's only like a 30 minute bit. You don't run it too long, but it's one of those where like, okay, you couldn't trust what you might see AI wise. Now you can't trust like who's who human wise, because like, am I really getting this phone call or this text? Is this what the entity wants me to think? Oh, you can, like, really dive into that more, you know? Yeah. Because I think it is fitting. Like, everything we have been talking about lately, it is all AI. It is. that's what this whole strike with everybody's about. It's what, you know, I mentioned, you know, we, we we set up an AI to see if we could figure out how to try and kill us as a species. So, I, I kind of feel like, this is weird to say, because when is 3? Three? Three's like 2000, right? 2006? Okay, when is Ghost Probe? 2011. Right, okay. So, maybe, the only thing they kind of miss, well, it's weird. I have this theory, it's super stupid, but, like, I just have this theory, of, like, you can't, we don't have boogeymen anymore. Like, after May 2011, and then following that, you really don't have, like, a, I mean, I guess we're trying to make Vladimir Putin that, but, like, once we find Osama, once we've, Usain's gone, once Muammar Gaddafi's dead, there's no like weird Middle Eastern threat to us. I obviously, ISIS became a thing, but that's not a dude. That's like a group of people. Right. A la the syndicate, a la the entity. But like, it's weird that there is a shift like after that, 2011, that it, it's not a dude. The, the, the dude in 2011, let's just say that's the one they didn't call, and it's just somebody who wants to bring anarchy. Right. It, you know, that's kind of maybe like we might have started the Joker character with Owen Davian, then we had the Joker character. Now we're going to kind of give you our own Joker of a and version again, we
0: created. Ghost Protocol was really the rogue nation. Right. Exactly. He was a, a dude a who went alone, rogue, who had nuclear powers. He right. was a rogue nation right. acting yeah, on his works. own.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then
0: but again, they had every... to invoke Ghost Protocol before there was Fallout. Right.
1: And then. You know, and that, that all plays with did the idea. The,
0: that, did, the, yeah. did you get the whole dead reckoning thing? I'm an idiot. I had to have it explained to me. There's a wreck of the... I don't know what It's wreck. a naval term for when they had to navigate without... Uh, Sonar radar? Yes. Okay. You're operating by dead reckoning.
1: You know what? I've wa- you know I should have known that because I fucking all watched all watched the last watched
0: Crimson Tide, Last and, Ship. And, uh, I watched yes. six seasons of and, Five uh, Seasons of the Last Hunter Ship, Red October. It's yeah. like, yeah, all of that shit. And this whole time, it didn't occur to me we watched a whole submarine opening sequence, and I was like, dead reckoning. Sounds really cool, man. I don't know. Uh, But yeah. You know, someone could have said the name in that sequence and I wouldn't have noticed.
1: (laughs) They did say it in that sequence. They are (laughs) in Ted Okay.
0: Jesus. Okay. We don't have to put him down just because he's not here. But Brendan had a little bit of like, oh no, dude, the stunts weren't really hitting. Here's my counterpoint. We already said better car sequence than Roman Fast Well, I was going to say, there's that. The, the, the mini, like, the loop in the third car chase. I mean, I the the comedy, again, of, like, guess what? They've done a bunch of car chases in this franchise alone. I was worried. I thought it was going to be the same thing I saw in the last two movies, with exactly. a motorcycle and a car. But the simple dynamic of just, like, we introduce, what do we introduce? A little bit of comedy, a little bit of character. They're handcuffed. Dude, when they tumble down and they flip positions, they're just just shit like that just executing well see i well that was i on, just thought
1: that was McCory shitting on tomorrow never dies
0: oh no i didn't take it that way no i, I mean just I, that's thought, a joke thought it was a cool bit but obviously yeah. but i'm just like executing really well on these tried and true things is satisfying somebody doing a really good chase that just like so
1: you said this to and, me you said this to me outside of the theater when i told you that i watched avatar i have since watched the second one and you said they're old tricks, but they're good tricks, so they work. You know? Like you said that about the movie when Brenda was asking you was he was like refer-
0: hey, I was referring to the first movie where right, they exactly. do all of the setup Exa- with the that's yes, exactly with the what can, Weaver character. That's what you can
1: say right here yeah. with this sequence and the things you could say the same thing to Brendan. Hey man, they're old tricks. They're done really well and they fucking work. Because I wasn't it didn't set the ball for me. It kind of shit on Fast X being like, here's how you really do a good thing in Rome. But I don't think they set out to do that. I don't think there's any way they no, could have it. They just did what they were going to do. Unless, again, unless the church has its ties in and knows what's <laughs> happening before they come out, there's no real way to know it. They just said, you know, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it the best way we think we should do it. Right. And it just so happened that it looked a lot better than a giant flame ball just rolling down like, oh, my God, it's going to hit the Vatican, you know? And so, again, it—, it, it but there are the, the sequence that lit the world on fire for me That was a new trick Wasn't flying off that fucking cliff But everything else that came before it I can, I'm sorry to say An old trick Doesn't light the world on fire But it's done so
0: fucking good It's like that's But that's why we go to exactly. these movies Is to watch all this exactly. All these tried and true things Executed at a high level By fucking movie stars And people who know what they're doing That's right. the whole Like that's why we go to the fucking movies Right I love it that's the, entertainment. The when I keep thinking about back to it, I'm like I I almost was like so overwhelmed by how fucking well put together it was that I I didn't even give it enough credit. The Abu Dhabi airport sequence. Just the the can't talk of it ab- all. You want to talk about editing though too, i Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh shit, that that one might need to be in the conversation, but you no, know, all of the pieces of that sequence cutting across the airport, the Wiggum side of it. The computer screens. You got Benji trying to deal with the bomb. You got Luther. You've got him and Grace meeting each other, doing the sleight of hand, trying to like pickpocket stuff off people, like all of that, and it just it just goes and it just works and it's not confusing and you're in it and you're with it. Doing that that type of sequence in a way that feels effortless, I don't think people realize how fucking hard that is. And they're making
1: reference to like what they're doing. And how like batshit crazy it is when he's like, what do mean bomb? Oh, we just figured we wouldn't tell you. No, no, no. You always tell me when there's a bomb. <laughs> and it's like, but we kind of got it, Ethan. And it's like, yeah, you do. You've nailed this fucking scene. Like hats off to you, sir. Please. What, what, what else then, can you do? Oh, you do- can drop the <clears throat> villain in right here and blow it all to shit and watch the chaos.
0: What do they do as the capper? To that sequence, he runs across the fucking top of the airport. Fucking run Man. for like two minutes. Yeah, because they know that's what we want to
1: fucking see. Do you know why they set it in that airport? Because it's probably the only airport that has something where you can run across the top of the roof that long. <laughs> exactly. And they saw it one time where, like, you know what? Make a note. We'll be
0: back, dude. I just, it's, it's that kind of stuff where I'm like, yeah. Was it the flashiest No, but I'm like, but that, that is like the highest level of execution of that sort of scene that you're going to see. And we just, they just don't, like, we don't get enough of these movies anymore. So when you see something that's just executing at a, like, ultra high level, it fucking delivers, dude. That It's one of those where I'm like, we, we think about the flash when we start going through set pieces. I mean, flashiness of set pieces, not the flash of the movie. We think about the flash and the spectacle and everything. But when we talk through, like, Rogue Nation... One of my favorite sequences is the Opera House, which has some action in it. But really, what's satisfying about that scene is like they're do, they're doing all of this like pretty much silently, like just visual storytelling, all coordinated with the crescendo of the opera. And it's like we're watching an operatic sequence set to opera. It's meta textual. It's not. It's drawing your attention to it, but it's just it's just doing it well. It's right. just so good. It's a satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. Um it it just goes back So that's
1: where to I'm like they told me before I watched it they made it for me. Yeah. The me is everybody goes to see it. Not me, Gavin, not you, Noah, but I feel it and I subtly feel it. When I like you're talking with this scene, when I'm just like in it and I don't think about it, and then I see him running away, and then seamlessly when he gets to her and he's just like He's in there in his little fucking like, you know, I got my vest on like I'm your lawyer, your counsel, and I'm just looking through shit, looking all Tom Cruisey from the like early you know, like mid to late 90s. I'm like, you know what? This he made this fucking shit for me. He made this for me because he knew that I was going to come down here on a fucking Tuesday night with my little brother. I was going to sit in these fucking sweaty ass leather <laughs> seats so that I always get soaked right in. I don't know why I do, but it does. It doesn't matter what angle I sit at. I was going to get some popcorn and I was not going to worry about the summer that wasn't. And I was just going to sit back and have a good time with my little brother. And I was going to go outside when I was done. And we were going to talk about how much of a good fucking time we had with the world's last living movie star. And, and the people that work for him yeah. that help him make the movies that he wants to make for us and
0: yeah and too. that's
1: fucking if this was not the summer i i would i maybe would expect some more but what more can i ask from a summer movie from mr tom cruise absolutely my dick to get sucked i mean that would have been great but i don't think you can pay for that legally i don't think that's allowed okay but we, if he could have had my popcorn refilled okay, midway through, okay. that would have been great. I, but right, he's I, done everything he can. That's the point. He may go to space. Well... I'm I'm betting Felix Baumgartner stratosphere jump. If he, That's what's
0: next. If he could somehow uh, get all of these people paid and help end the strike so that they can finish Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is still filming... <laughs> Uh, so that we can actually get it next year That would be really cool Because yeah. I want to have this uh, same experience next year Me too But I also, again, thinking about this as a part one and part two Don't you think part of the like Well, maybe we're de- we're hitting some of the old favorites You know, we're doing some stuff you've seen before But I, I feel like part of They're lulling us mm-hmm. They're lulling us into like Oh, you dude, you-, you have no idea We showed you the cliff jump from part one we built our whole marketing campaign around it you guys have no idea what's coming in in part two at least that's how i'd like to think i think you know yeah especially if it's the final shebang i mean we gotta i'm telling you every set piece has to okay. be like yeah. the set piece felix bomb stratosphere jump it
1: takes you five hours to get up there and about 30 minutes to get down <laughs> okay did you watch that when it actually happened no dude the part where they're like, "Hello, hello," because they he he like lost consciousness for a split second coming back in, and he he kind of woke back up, but they couldn't hear him, and you're like, "Oh, dude, this guy's just dead," like or he's just like a it's a dead stick, and we don't know what happened to him, and it wasn't like a see the shoot, no Tom's okay. It was like he was like, "I'm here, I'm good." And they're like, okay, and I think he pulled his chute earlier because like, it's almost like he woke back up and pulled it. So like, oh, great, it's going to take him forever to get down now. If he'd have waited like 30 more seconds, he'd only be down in like an hour. But now it's going to take him way longer just because of how high up in the air he was. But to just watch the footage of that, I'm telling you, when I think about it now, after seeing this movie, I just picture Tom in that suit, just like the back of his head when watching his face in the suit, looking out, curvature of the earth, and just like... I guess I gotta. <laughs> but inevitably, something's gonna go wrong. Something's gonna happen. It's gonna get twisted around. He might fall back into the tether line that brought him up there in the balloon or something. Something wild's gonna happen, and it'll be great. You know, who knows? We'll see.
0: Next summer. Uh, um. Okay. I did see
1: Transformers it's another tie-in you saw the barbie movie for mattel and all that i saw the transformers for, for the hasbro for hasbro they're, now
0: they're building their own universe yes you stayed for the post-credits scene
1: i did i was in, i was so happy so but also are didn't they
0: connecting it? it with the pre-existing the joe not. verse or are they setting not. you know a flag in the sand saying we're gonna make new joe movies we'll see or are we counting Snake Eyes as part of this? see I don't know where they fall with that as far as who's in
1: control and what, what's what with that I would appreciate it if they just went brand new everything because I think there's some actors now who like if you but you gotta have fun with it like this Transformers it was fun and not to not to say Bumblebee was adorable and cute but and I have not I, I will go on record I have not seen The Last night, even though Transformers is one of my favorite franchises I've, I feel like if I watch it then it's like they're over because I've seen them all, and like, what were they if not Michael Bay masterpieces? All of them, every last one, even two. That's right, I said it. Um, but whoever's doing it, you can tell the jump from, and it's crazy to think because when the last night was in like 2017, when you get Bumblebee, the weight and just the CGI of Bumblebee and the Transformers in the world they inhabit. I don't know if it's just a different studio house or what it is, but they feel more grounded and more weighted in the scene. It doesn't... And maybe it's just because they don't have the Michael Bay, like, amber, like, scene correction done on them. I don't know what it is. But this one, I love that there's two... There's a male and a female lead. They are not romantically inclined. They both have their own thing at stake here. They both can bring their own thing to it. And there is not a... it. There is not this whole, like... We're here to protect the human. It's like Optimus Prime is like, what the fuck are humans doing here? We don't need them. We don't need to trust them. What do we, you know? And it takes, you know, uh, Ron Perlman as like, you know, one mm-hmm. of the max- ma- maximals. I I'm getting confused. Um, being like, no, dude, like, we lived with the humans here when we got here. You know, I'm named after you. Like, I, I, I you know. They're well, fine. Biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so I would definitely recommend that.
0: I'm, I'm really happy with. It like, is available to buy now, right? Or high price rental on uh, all your VOD services. And I cannot. Yeah, be, yeah no, I can't, I'll be checking it
1: out. Sometime. I kept looking the whole time. I was like, where do I know this girl from? Judas and the Black Messiah. Completely stunning back. Yeah, yeah, dude. I fucking. Yeah. Did you watch Swarm yet? I need to. Okay. I'm in the middle of. Uh, I'm a Virgo. I watched. I got like two more episodes of that. Because then I saw the first episode of, uh, Invincible Adam Eve came out. I was like, I gotta watch that too. And then I, I watched series we're going to talk about a little bit. I don't know if we're
0: still doing that, but. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's whatever you want to It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, just maybe not tonight as all I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have gone for two hours and 15 oh, okay. minutes. Uh. But, I don't know. We need,
1: like, an all-day session. We need, like, a let's start at 12 well, I and mean, just get you, it all out. Do you want to
0: do that on, like, a Saturday or a Sunday? Yeah. Not we this weekend. No, no, definitely not. Going to the ball game. Oh, you're coming up for the ball game? I sure am. Oh, okay. Um okay. You saw Transform- I I saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which was fantastic. I think that's the only other, like big summer one that hasn't gotten a fast x we talked about seen. i'm trying to think i, I did my uh i did a little episode called 27 rex for our 27th episode where i just talked about everything that i'd seen so far this year mm-hmm. um but yeah
1: I'm trying to think that's uh, so i covered a lot of
0: stuff on there okay just you talking yeah. to yourself about movies you yeah seen? it was solo pod dope yeah it was really good <laughs> uh highest rated of the year so um, oh, I'll have to check the numbers on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something's might be out of me. a jab is all <laughs> I'm saying. Something challenged me those um, are a little
0: inflated. But no, uh, Across the Spider-Verse was kind of the only other big recent one I caught up with that I had not yet seen. And is a very good movie. Um, I liked it better than Oppenheimer and Barbie, if we're scaling it. Okay. Just <laughs> but my, uh, I also saw my my number one of the year something you can keep on your radar since you haven't listened to that episode. Apparently, uh, one movie called past lives, absolute banger. Uh, okay, it's 10 out of 10. My only 10 out of 10 for the year. Did you see infinity pool? I did. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. Uh, went down a little bit for me on a rewatch. Yeah. I saw it once in the theater, uh, showed it to Veronica on Hulu uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. and I, I just dropped it by like a 0.5. So mm-hmm. it came down a little on my list, but, um, I like it way more. It uh, sounds weird to say, but way more fun and watchable than Possessor. Yes, uh, but, but Possessor's also not still really like a good time. And yeah, the more I went back to, I've now seen each one of them a subsequent time, and I think Possessor's still my fave. Uh, Just the con-
2: concept level,
0: I, I appreciate
1: Possessor so much more because, like, I get that like Infinity Pool. I kinda of saw where it was going to the point I did the like the, the thing, like the one fake out we got that I, I appreciated that the most about of all of them. So not
0: to spoil that and I know some people are still getting to because it, it you know, it did okay in theaters, but Infinity Pool, the new Brandon Cronenberg, it's available on Hulu. Um the point you were just making, um there is sorry, that there is kind of a a one kind of fake out scene. All I will say is if you've seen that trailer you know that it does involve doubles of some sort, right. put it that way. The thing I like most about that movie and my first time experience with it in particular was every single time I was like, oh, I think I know what he's going to do or say with this concept. Mm-hmm. He would basically tell me, no, you're fucking idiot, dude. I don't care about that thing. Like right. actively tell me in the movie, Right. like, no, that thing that you're going to you think you're supposed to be spending all your time thinking about, that's not what I'm trying to say with this. Get that shit out your head. Right. Um and I, I like I, I loved that about it basically. Uh and another just perfectly unhinged and incredible performance from Mia Goth. Oh yeah, uh, she's just like one of my absolute favorites. And I can't overstate enough how much uh affection and uh, weird I, I should not have this much respect for a man that looks like that because fuck him. But uh, Skarsgård's commitment to the bit of just like, no, I will play uh, the most disgusting and despicable people uh, with relish. And I will I will degrade myself and I will make myself unsexy and unglamorous and all of but that still be fucking sexy. But and glamorous still be that. like the hottest dude on the planet at the same time. Uh, if you're not aware of it just the whole time I'm doing it. Yeah. Um I really love the commitment to the bit, but again, we don't have to say anything else, but I will just say the grossest thing in this entire movie, which is which has a lot of like pretty mm-hmm. intense imagery, the mm-hmm. grossest shot in the entire movie is Alexander Skarsgard eating cherries. <laughs> that shit was disgusting. <laughs> and I love cherries. Yeah. Um Check out Infinity Pool if you... Want. Available on Hulu. Yes. Uh, to we think. got... Yeah, is there anything out? i mean, trying dude, Yeah, I should be the I wouldn't even think about it. Most well, of the
1: stuff's TV, honestly. Well,
0: I guess we got to do a giant size TV episode, which is pro- why we probably shouldn't start one tonight because you yeah, yeah like, we can we'll be leaving for quite a while.
2: Well, if we're um,
1: going to do a giant size TV one, let's do that, but we should save one for, like, everything... Like, it'd be everything that isn't The Bear. And then we can talk about the bear on its own. You think the bear needs a separate episode? I don't know. I got a lot to say about the bear. I mean. Maybe I you don't like say, it as much as I do. Maybe you hate it worse <laughs> than I do. I don't
0: know. I got. I, I can talk about the bear all fucking day if you want to. I just. Yeah, Chef. So you think. So you 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 wouldn't want to pair the bear and the idol. Because I feel like that could be a nice, a nice 80-20 split. And we could just get it over with.
1: So you want to compare the idol and the no? Bear. I'm there doesn't have to not be any compare. No, 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 I'm saying like no, but talk about in the same breath, in the same breath. No, like on the same show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> we pair them together on the menu. It sure. is the bear and the idol. Well, the next special we have is because you size. took
0: too long on the fucking recording schedule. Originally, we were supposed to be doing. We were gonna do a play on Dave Season three and instead of looking for love the looking for love tour, it was gonna be the summer of smug tour and it was gonna be or no, it was gonna be the searching for smug tour, and we were gonna talk about Dave and the idol, and I was gonna to talk to you about this whole like meta textual idea of how So let's do like, that and one, give the bear its own episode. We can do that, but <laughs> like Dave has literally been gone and dude, I'm sorry, we'll get into it more, but like the idol for something that everybody was so just like I'm tearing my hair out <laughs> over this. <laughs> Our pets have a fight. Literally, enough. as as soon as it ended, silence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like guys it came and went and like all of you wanted to have like we're acting like it was the downfall of western civilization and now i genuinely don't think anybody has had a second thought about it since it ended i think about it all the time i'm sure you do brother i can't wait for this conversation (laughs) i think we just need to keep teasing it though this is like the third or fourth episode we should um because i think it might be the podcast that That ends the
1: network. (laughs) Noah, if you don't want to get into Jocelyn, her music career, Tedros Tedros, and what it's like to be an idol in 2023, um, we don't have to talk
0: about it. I'm not familiar with Tedros Tedros. Are you referring to Mauricio Jackson?
1: (laughs) Noah, there is a man named Mauricio Jackson. Is it Mauricio? Yeah, Mauricio Jackson. You're right. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, you got it. But he is better known by his stage name, Tedros Tedros. He is a finder of talent. He is a harbinger of talent. Anyone with talent is in his stratosphere. He is so talented. I'll, t-
0: I'll tell you a, just a teaser that I think might surprise you. It is not my bottom of the barrel show of the year. Oh, good. I hoped it wasn't. It's second from the bottom. I figured
1: it was it really low, but I didn't think it was the worst. I'm curious to know what the worst show was.
0: Fucking Black Mirror this season, dude. Just like, really? can you we? Like any of them? No, 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 no. Are you just Here's- judging it as a season? Oh, well, okay. Teaser for our television conversation yeah. or broad television conversation coming at you next week. If anybody stuck for around for two hours and 20 minutes, God bless you. You're a real American hero, G.I. Joe. Okay. I rated Black Mirror higher on a number scale
2: mm-hmm. this
0: season than I did The Idol. But on my overall list... Which is where things like really shake out because it's a mix of favorite and best, and like everything's in conversation with each other, and it, things can fluctuate. I still have the idol much higher because like there was shit going on. Yeah. First three Black Mirrors, solid. Um, not nothing. This season is like anywhere near the caliber of the first three seasons. It's just not. Yeah. Like, which is fine. I'm just happy we got it, dude. I didn't think we were getting any more. It, it was in production limbo it, for it, years. It was fine. It was just under, underwhelming. So I have just my, its biggest crime was it just, it didn't give me a, it didn't give me a new like classic episode. Okay. Well, that's all I want from any given season. Just give me one. Where does it sit with the last crop that we got? Oh, it's better than the last that's, one. See, that's what well, i the last saying. one was only three episodes and one of them was the worst episode in the fucking like whole franchise probably. Is that the Miley Cyrus? Yes. Yeah. Or but Well, I said that until, dude, Maisie Day in this season. Like, we cannot. Sorry. We cannot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was trying. I was seeing if You're you might tra- want to do it. I was just seeing if it was there. It's, you know. It is. It's. I. No. Okay. Can't do it. All right. Just remember all these things when we start talking. Oh, about I'll never it. forget.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> Which one is right, Maisie well, Day? Zazie the werewolf.
1: Oh yeah, that one was cute.
0: It was exactly. It was just kind of like a same. Well,
1: I that thought it could had, have been anything. I threw it in there with demon. Like it was like, oh, these are cute. They're they're it's
0: horror. There's no they're technology. Just, but they just they're don't just, feel like. No, they don't. Like because there's no mirror. technology. There's so like, no technology put it whatsoever. A, I'm like, so put it in a different label. Like, yeah.
1: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I have my issues. Okay. But the
1: bear we like.
0: The bear we love. Okay, good. You're not allowed on this network if you don't love the bear. Yes, Chef. It's a rule. Yes, Chef. We only let people speak that okay. are bear aficionados. So now you're allowed to you know, you can speak again. Thanks, cousin. I'm so fascinated though, because you told you were like I wasn't I wa- I, wasn't I wasn't sold. I wasn't at and then all. it won me over and I was like, I gotta hear this story. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, so teasers. I just,
1: I just wanted Burnthall to turn to be like, Do you guys know there's people talking about me being a bad cop <laughs> out there? We're huh? seeing him a bad chef. Beer, beer, You're a saying bad all chef. I can do is
0: beefs, man. Oh, come on, bear. Oh, come Bear. Oh, we saw Oh Bear. We saw Claire Bear. Okay. Bear. One last question, <laughs> and then I'm fucking stopping this episode. It's gonna be so long we can't even release it in one file, okay? Okay. The the bear or the idol. As far as what? your ranking for the year. And overall. Oh, I mean as a person. <laughs> <laughs> On planet Earth. As a you know, as, as a consumer a, as media. a Homo
1: sapien who lives in the air of the atom splitting and the nuclear fall uh, obviously it's the bear over the idol, dude. I love the idol, but like the bear is it's it's not my favorite of the year,
0: I don't think. I don't I gotta look back at stuff I've watched. Well, yeah, we gotta well, I mean, save that for the pot. Right, but, but like yeah. I'm just trying to gauge how much you like how much of this is a bit where it was like, dude, I mean it's the idol it's the weekend like you were always gonna love it to a certain degree like how much of it is like i gotta defend it against the haters i'm not defending nothing you can say what you want there, there's <laughs> we're not doing it right now uh, but like <laughs> no nah, god damn it i'm just saying
1: <laughs> that like you can hate it all you want but y- y- people who hated it didn't know what it was and i'll explain <laughs> what to you was what was it It was a love note to be continued. (laughs) It was a love note (laughs) to Paul Verhoeven. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: He wishes he could smell Paul Verhoeven's dirty fucking sheets. You gonna say that? He wishes he could huff the fumes.
1: Well question (laughs) Who left this show? Who left this show? Who do they have trouble with as a director and they left this show? You're
0: not going to lay this at Amy Simons' feet. It's Amy Simons. I thought it was somebody else. Never mind. They had trouble with her? Not they trouble show... with her. In my head, if it was... By they, Listen. you mean your precious fucking... Go my ahead. My precious who? Abel Tesfaye, basically. Everything we... Oh, my God. We're just having the episode now. Yeah. We can't do just this do right it. now. Just do it. Just do it. No! Everything we said, what? I refuse. We have to end this He tried episode. to hook up with her, and she wasn't having it? What are we talking no, about No, 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 no. I haven't heard anything to that girl. no, It was basically like the majority of the show was was pretty much done. And then Mr. Creative Pants over here is like, actually, I really think it should be this thing. And literally they scrapped like 80% of what had been shot. He brought in Sam Levinson and it became a completely different show. So the question we'll have to figure out is,
1: can we find out what that show was and if it would have been better than what we
0: got? I think unquestionably it would have been better, really, because it would have been coherent to be continued. Thank you, Chef.